Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. The fifth pick in the 1995 NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Kevin Garnett from Farragut Academy in Chicago. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to the Western Conference Finals. Happy birthday, Kevin Garnett. Welcome to the den. This is the howl. We would like to welcome everybody listening on the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on the Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. Welcome back to the Division Preview here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Uh, we are joined now by Jorge Cantu. Uh, he is the co-host of the Heaters Gonna Heat podcast. Uh, you can find them at Heaters Heating. You can find him at Cantu NBA. Jorge, thank you for joining us tonight. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking Miami Heat, as always. Yeah, and, and with the NBA season right around the corner, it's a, it's a super exciting time. And, and the Heat had a, had a pretty busy offseason. Uh, but let's, let's start with the end of last year. They went 39-43, and 43, just missed out on the playoffs, finishing 10th in the East. Uh, I, what were your thoughts overall on, on last season for this Miami Heat team? All right, so a, cu- a couple of things right, he- right here. Number one, it was pretty frustrating from a fan standpoint because I think that, as you said, we barely missed the playoffs and we 
we lost three times to the Atlanta Hawks. We lost a couple times to the Hornets. Like we took a bunch of losses that, you know, we we didn't have any any business uh, taking else to, to to those teams. Then we lost a game to the Suns in in one of our road trips after beating the Warriors, and it was just a mess with the consistency. And there are just some little details, like for example, free throw shooting. We were a bottom two or maybe even the worst free throw shooting team in the league last year. And when you think about it, we lost so many close games that if you factor in possible maybe a couple more points thanks to free throws, if you add maybe some 10%, then we, we would have been in a much better position. Uh, that That's for one, you, for, you know, the, the small details that cost us games and will eventually made us miss the playoffs. And then you had, well, the... Dwayne Wade retirement parade, or however you want to call it. <laughs> I mean, of course I was happy. I'm, I'm a lifelong Dwayne Wade fan, but um, it, it, it was just hard sometimes, you know? I mean, of course I, I love seeing him, but I think that we would have been in a slightly better position if we... I mean, not to bash on Wade or anything, and he he was fantastic last season in, in in the role he had. But I think we would have been in a in a little better position if we you know shared the the rock a little bit more. I mean, the defense our defense was pretty good. It was just the offense that got stagnant stagnant at points, and and uh, and that's where we struggled the most. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the, those are my, my two main thoughts from, from from last year. Yeah. So it so kind of. If I'm getting what you're saying, it's that maybe if the team would have put a little bit more focus into winning versus the Dwayne Wade retirement tour, this could have been a playoff team. Right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I can't, you know, I can't complain or be like, yeah, we'd rather have it different because, I mean, this guy deserved all of the praise and all of the, you know, everything he got of Dwayne Wade in his last season and perhaps even more. I'm 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 super happy for that. But I mean, I mean, were you talking when you're talking results wise, and, and you're talking about barely missing the playoffs? I think that we could have made a slight difference. But I mean, not complaining. Things panned out pretty well at yeah, the end of the day and, in the offseason and in the draft. And, and <laughs> nobody year. wanted to play the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs, anyways, being a 60 win team. So I think you guys kind of dodged a bullet uh, in that. Oh sense. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, now, one of, the, one of the big rumors, at least up here in Minnesota, uh, for the better part of the beginning of the season last year, uh, once it came out that Jimmy Butler was unhappy in Minnesota and he wanted to be traded, Miami always kind of popped up as a trade partner. Um, nothing immediately got done. We ended up shipping him over to the 76ers. He uh, opted out of his deal with the 76ers and ended up signing the summer with the Miami Heat. Uh let me let me first ask you what are your thoughts on the on Jimmy Butler uh coming to play for Miami? I mean what what can I say? He's he's really the first kind of like big star to play for us since I mean I guess since Chris Bosch retired. I mean you can call Dwayne Wade a big star. Of course he was, but not in his last legs as much, right? So I mean having a such a good player, a top fifteen player in the league, in my opinion, uh, come to the heat and actively, you know, make his way into the team and uh, voices, you know, his desire to be here. I mean, I couldn't be happier, to be honest. And uh, he's he's the type of player that we want. He's a def- He's a dog on defense. He can get buckets. 
on the other end as well. And that, that's exactly exactly what we needed, just a, a locker room leader and a guy who could just go out there and be our surefire number one option and go from there with his, with his teammates. So pretty happy, to be honest. So do you think that he can attract a couple big names to come with him? Uh, once the uh, uh, once free agency uh, next year comes around, or even even with trades throughout this year, oh for sure. I mean, not to sound greedy, uh, but <laughs> I think that Miami uh, next year, or uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's next year or, or the year after. Excuse me, when we have uh, enough enough cap space to sign a max level free agent, I think Miami is a, as dangerous of a team as any other in the league. Because, I mean, we have, we already have a star. We have very interesting, nice young players. We have a really good system. We have a really good coach. We have uh, some nice heat culture. We have a beach. We have <laughs> no taxes, you know? So <laughs> there, there are a bunch of attractions that I think Miami as a city first and then, well, excuse me, first as a team and then as a city have together that just make it such a good uh, place and have such a nice attraction for free agents. But, of course, there's only so much there's only so many good people you can sign when you're um, limited cap-wise. And, and that's been our issue for the past couple of years, you know. Well, you know, and, and one name that's kind of been thrown around a little bit, and I want to get your thoughts on it, uh, is Chris Paul uh, potentially ending up in Miami. Uh, do you think him and Jimmy Butler would fit well together? Uh, what do you think of, of a possibility of Chris Paul ending up in Miami with Jimmy? Um... I mean, if he ends up in Miami after getting bought out or something, um, I, I would be happy. But not with that $40 million contract, really. He, he is, he is uh, as well on his last legs, and he is not worth the $40 million. I mean, he's a really good player, and he's, he's been able to transform his game. He, he, I, I think he doesn't get enough credit for, well, yeah, pretty much transforming his play style when, uh, in Houston alongside James Harden. He turned into a much better three-point shooter and a much more uh, frequent three-point shooter as well. But, I mean, if you're talking about the contract, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want Miami to have any relationship with Chris Paul. With Chris <laughs> Paul. But when you're talking about, like, uh, playing, you know, basketball-wise, uh, in-game-wise, I think he would be a nice addition. He is still one of the best playmakers I've ever seen, and I'm pretty sure one of the best playmakers in the NBA. And, I mean, the guy can still make shots. The guy still hustles on defense even at 30, what is he, 35, 36? Yeah, he's getting up there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is pretty old. I mean, comparing him to, to the rest of the solid or top point guards in the league, but he can still get the job done. But, yeah, man, the problem is, is that big fat contract. Well, let me let me ask you about this now. I, I want to kind of shift ahead to the draft, and I think you guys got a great player in the first round in Tyler Hero, um, and then you got another guy who I think is going to be a key contributor in Casey Akpala. Uh, how would you rate uh, Miami Heat draft night? Are you are you happy with those picks? I'll be honest. I was a little bit thrown off on draft night. I wasn't I, I wasn't able to watch on TV. I was out. Uh, I, I, I was out with family at that moment, but I was like staring at my phone uh, from pick 10 and on just waiting many, uh, maybe some possible trade news or something. But no, it turns out we kept our pick and we drafted Tyler here. And I was like, I mean, yeah, we, we discussed him in our draft preview series over at, he at Heater's Gonna Heat. 
but we're super high on Kevin Porter Jr. And then when, when we drafted Hero, I was like, I mean, that wasn't who I expected, but I guess he'll do. But man, if what we've seen during the preseason and what we saw in Summer League is any indication, then this guy is more than ready for, for, for the NBA. I was a bit concerned about how his shooting would translate into the NBA. But, I mean, thus far, of course, players only try so much in preseason. And there's only so much competition in Summer League. But thus far, what I've seen, I have to say I'm impressed. And I'm loving Tyler Hero. And it seems like he's on his way to the starting lineup, too. So we'll have to see how that goes and how his shooting progresses. Uh, and, and if he's able to, you know, keep riding that uh, that wave of momentum that he's built for himself. As for Ogpala, I'll, I'll have to admit that I really didn't know much about him when we drafted him. I was surprised that we actually traded up to get him. But the, you know, the, you know, little bit video clips and short uh, uh, gameplay that I've seen from him, I have to say, I'm intrigued by what he can do. He is one of those uh, you know, types of uh, uh, combo forwards that the league is, you know, that, that, that are in such high demand these days in the league. And it seems like he has some potential. We discussed this in our latest episode, or, or it might have been in the previous one, but I think he would really be- benefit from uh, getting a year or most of the season a chance at the G League, you know, just bang with the... <clears throat> with the team and uh, make him, you know, the star of the team, one of the main scorers. Give him maybe half a season or a year, depending on how he progresses. And then next year, I'm pretty sure he'll be, you know, if if things go well, he'll be ready to step right into the Miami Heat bench and contribute. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him as well. Interested to see how he develops in the future. All right, Jorge, I, I leave everybody with my last question is, is the hard-hitting question of the night. Uh, so current uh, Bavada NBA odds out in Las Vegas has the Miami Heat's over under at forty three and a half. Uh, so if you were sitting in Las Vegas, and you had the, you were at the sports book and you saw forty three and a half wins, are you taking over or under forty three and a half? Forty three and a half. I mean, uh, I don't want the bias in me to get the best of <laughs> of my of myself, but I I guess I'll confidently take the over. I mean, we we we've had some pretty bad luck with injuries these last couple of years, and injuries and blood clots and and whatnot. So, I mean, if if, if luck is on our side this year and we don't face as, as 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 many injuries or as much bad luck as we have these last couple of seasons, I'm pretty sure that he can comfortably crack the 45 win barrier my prediction was 40 47 i'm pretty sure i predicted either 47 or 48 oh, so wow. that's so a big jump yeah I'm, I'm i'm yeah i'm predicting a big jump i mean you know of course provided jimmy is healthy for most of the season and you know bam uh, makes the progression we expect him to same with justice justice's shot has has not been looking uh, pretty after you know taking a huge lead <laughs> with his three-point shooting last season but I mean I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens I'm quite high on the team to be honest and no not not only because they did pretty well in preseason I know preseason doesn't matter as much but I am high on this team of course the the emotion also gets the best of me so, so you don't 
don't trust me that much. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. And uh, I, I think the, 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 the 45 or 44 maybe is a good number. So yeah, I'll, I'll comfortably take the over. All right, there you have it. Jorge Cantu, again, uh, co-host of the Heater's Gonna Heat podcast. Uh, he's also a contributor for OTG Basketball for the Miami Heat, off the glass. Uh, and you can find him on Twitter at uh, NBA. Jorge, thanks again for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you for bringing me over to talk some Heat basketball. As we continue our division preview here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Nut channel and The Howl, we are now joined by Kevin Chenard. He covers the Hawks. Uh, he's part of the ATL and 29 pod, and he's also a social media contributor uh, for uh, Fox Sports uh, Southeast or Fox Sports Hawks, if you will. And uh, Kevin joins us tonight here on the show. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Sure. I'm glad to be here. So the Atlanta Hawks, let's get into it. They they didn't necessarily have the best year record-wise. They went 29-53, and 53, 12th in the East. But there were a lot of positives to take away from the season uh, when you look at, you know, the growth of John Collins and and specifically Trey Young. Uh, let's, let's talk about Trey Young and what you saw out of him in year one and, and what you want to see growth-wise here in year two. I guess the biggest thing is defense. And in the preseason, it's been pretty encouraging. Uh, he was a dead duck. Anybody... Anytime anybody set a screen on him last season, it was just kind of that was the end of the play and hope for the best. And in the preseason, there have been signs of life. And it wasn't just getting over screens. It was, you know, just getting in the way in terms of transition defense. He's the guard. He's the one back. You know, if there's somebody large, you know, charging down the court, what's he going to do? You know, take a foul, get in there, kind of get in the muck, poke the ball. He's starting to do that kind of stuff if the small sample of the preseason is any indication and, you know, to, to be blunt, he wasn't particularly good at these sorts of things last season. So that's, that's the biggest thing. He's already an unbelievable offensive player. I mean, there was that thing about his shot at the beginning of the season, but I think by the end of the season, even if the numbers weren't necessarily great, uh, you know, his shot looks fine. It's on him to take some difficult three pointers. You know, the, the three point shot for him isn't necessarily a first option. It's not necessarily a best option. Um, you know, the, the three pointers that he gets aren't necessarily the easy ones because he's only, you know, six, six foot one. And, and uh, you know, he kind of takes a jump shot that's, you know, he doesn't elevate particularly high or get it off particularly quickly. It's just a very accurate, almost like set shot. And so he takes it from, you know, 28, 29, 30 feet. And he's very good at doing that. Um, so I'm really not worried about any of his offense. His passing is just an absolute phenomenon. And, you know, the shooting's fine, and he, he understands the offense and will do all sorts of good things in that area. But it's the, it's the defense that's a concern. And, you know, like some players, he's just going to be somebody who's targeted for his entire career, and the Hawks are looking for him to compete. He's not going to be a stud defensively, but he's, he's got to get in the way a little bit. Well, and, and let me ask you this, because, I mean, you know, up, up in you know Minnesota here, we don't really get the opportunity to watch too many uh, Atlanta Hawks basketball games. Does he look like he's... Uh, bulked up or anything along those lines. I mean, has he has he made any physical changes to his to his uh, appearance to help his game at all? Yeah, he. Uh, I forget the exact number. It's somewhere between ten and fifteen pounds, probably one of the two. Um, you know, it's not the kind of thing where he's necessarily going to carry an extra fifteen pounds for the whole season either. But he's about fifteen pounds. 
I think it was 15 was the number, uh, heavier than than what he was at the end of last season. So he, he's bigger and stronger, and just, just age-wise, he's going to be a stronger player. So, you know, between the extra weight and muscle and just being older, he's he's going to be a stronger player for sure. Let's let's move on to the other guy who I think as of right now is is another key face of this franchise, and that's John Collins, a guy that we really like up here in Minnesota, and and really happy to see um, him, you know, kind of turning into a a, a top tier, you know, four as as we go along. Uh, what do you like about John Collins's game? What does he What does he bring to the table that really is is key for this Hawks success as we go through the season? I mean, the thing that he does absolutely best is he's an outstanding role man. Um, he's also, he's a good teammate, I think. I think his, his teammates like him a good deal. He's, you know, he's going to be a, a fine shooter. Uh, you know, defense is interesting just because he, you know, he. I don't know that he's necessarily the world's greatest defender, but he also shuffles between two positions. He's going to start at power forward. But at the same time, you kind of get the hint that, you know, in terms of the bench, he's going to see some time as a center, uh, probably playing alongside Jabari Parker. I think that the Hawks are going to use some weird switchy lineups. The backup point guard is like Evan Turner. So I think they're going to play like a bunch of guys who are between 6'7 and 6'10. And, you know, if ordinarily they switch the starters like two through four, by the time they get to the bench, they might switch like one through five or something crazy. Um and, and so it's it's very different roles for him defensively. That's a lot. It's a lot of different hats for him to wear on defense. You know, he's as a starter. You know, if they if they switch two through four, you know, he's got to be able to contain a lot of smaller players. And he said that was a, a big focus for what he wanted to get better at in the off season. And then, you know, as a center, he's not the biggest person. He's an outstanding leaper, um, but he's he's not huge. He's not that big. Uh, I'm interested to see what the official measurements were. I think he said he was six, eight and a half measured without shoes. Um, but as good an athlete as he is, it seems like against the bigger teams, he, he has a little bit of a harder time. I know Orlando is one that's kind of always stuck in his side a little bit, playing against, you know, the Vuceviches and, um, oh my God, I'm dropping a name here really badly. Help me. <laughs> uh Oh gosh, no, I'm blanking. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. No, what is that's his a... name? Uh... I want to. I... Fine, we're Googling. Here we go. What Mo is Baba? his name? I... No, 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 no. Uh, oh my goodness. Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan oh, Jonathan Isaac. Isaac. Okay, yep, yep. Speaking of people who look like they got bigger in the offseason, like I think he got bigger <laughs> in the offseason. They, they had a preseason game against the Magic, and Jonathan Isaac was outstanding against John Collins. And, you know, it's almost to no fault, fault of John Collins. It's like if, if somebody who's 6'11 jumps with somebody who's 6'8 and they're both outstanding athletes and trying to high point the ball, you know, Isaac's just a couple inches higher up there, and he kept poking it yep. out of Collins' hands off, and it felt like a big struggle for John to get a rebound. So, you know, it's an interesting mix for him. He's kind of a, a bit of a tweener, uh, but he's a good player. It's just a matter of getting the right fit around him. And, you know, that's that's something that's going to be on Lloyd Pierce. And I think he's he's giving John a lot of hats to wear. And depending on the night, we'll we'll see a lot of different roles for him. Well, and, and let's talk about, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned John Collins at the center, because when you look at 
the current makeup of this Atlanta Hawks roster. Uh, you've got, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've got Alex Len and Damian Jones as your two centers. And Damian Jones averaging 12 minutes with the Golden State Warriors over three seasons, and I think something on, like, under six points. And then Alex Len, who had a, um, a less than average, even if you will, career with the Phoenix Suns, uh, is there any concern about that that five spot, or is that something where um, you know a, a guy like a Jabari Parker um, or even like a, a Bruno Fernando could fill in at that four to let John Collins go over to that five, or do you see maybe Bruno Fernando moving into the five? Yeah, the, the Hawks have played Bruno at the four in the preseason, but they've said he's a five. That's that's the role that they envision for him. So that's one of the mysteries, you know. I, as a person who follows the Hawks very, very closely, you know, one of the small mysteries of the preseason going into the regular season is, okay, who's the backup center? Because the starter is going to be Alex Len. And Alex Len didn't have a great preseason. But in March and April, he was phenomenal. Like, if the Suns watched those games, they were probably, you know, like the ex, you know, who watched their ex all of a sudden, you know, get themselves <laughs> together, dress nicely and fix their hair real nice. Because Alex Len was balling at the end of the season, and he developed a three-point shot that he didn't have in Phoenix, and like then he was taking the three-point shot and using it as a threat and doing all kinds of dribble drive stuff. I mean, this guy's seven-one, um, like he he was he was crazy. And again, you know, people don't get to see the Hawks a lot, so you know, if I say this, people are like, "No, you're crazy." No, he really was <laughs> doing it. He's had a rough preseason, but I think he'll be fine in the long run. Uh, he's not the defender necessarily that Dwayne Dedman is, but, you know, for this team, he'll be fine. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about the backup role. And I honestly don't know which player they're going to go with. Will it be uh, Fernando? Will it be uh, Damian Jones? It's hard to say. I don't think either one necessarily stood out in the preseason. Uh, Jones is going to be a free agent in the summer. Fernando's a second-round draft pick. You know, if you have to kind of say who's going to be sort of in the long-term plans, I guess it would be Fernando. But again, he's, he was a second-round pick. So, uh, you know, it's tough to weigh those two. And maybe Jones will be a placeholder until the, the team feels like Fernando is ready. But they definitely see him as a five. And so I think by the end of the season, Fernando's at least going to get some of those minutes. But well, the center is... is really the biggest, biggest hole, I think, for the Hawks. Uh, they you know, backup center is going to be a little bit of a trouble spot for them, at least early on. Yeah. And this is, this yeah. is a, a young team still kind of, you know, figuring out their identity and, and it kind of feels to me like they got a little bit younger with this draft. Now, obviously, you know, you've got 42 year old Vince Carter still on the roster and, and great for him. I'm, I'm loving seeing Vince Carter around in the league still. Uh, but with this draft, you go out, you get Bruno Fernando, but then, oh yeah, you get Deandre Hunter and Cam Reddish with your two first round picks. Uh, two great guys to implement in the system. What were your thoughts on draft night uh, nabbing these three guys? Uh, it's crazy how much younger they got. Like, they, they, you know, people think, oh, the Hawks are a young team. Now they're ready to pounce because, you know, they've matured. Well, they did, but in a sense, they got younger because they just cut out the sort of the middle age group and replaced it with a bunch of rookies. And then you have all the guys who were rookies last year. So this is a very young team, and they only bring back six players. So there's a lot of turnover, too. Um, but, man, DeAndre Hunter, he, he's going to be a stud. Like, he's a day one stud. Uh, you know, you going beyond that, Cam Reddish, you know, it's exciting to see him play, and you can see the flashes. 
but but Hunter, in terms of you know a player who's ready to play in the NBA right now, it's definitely Hunter, and he's really exciting because you know Coach Pierce was getting nitpicky to even get to okay, what's DeAndre Hunter bad at? And the one thing right now is maybe a little bit of defensive rebounding. You know, for a guy who's as big as he is, and he's probably six nine in shoes. Uh, you know, he hasn't been a great rebounder, but in terms of just like a guy who stays in position on defense, he's unbelievable. Like he has, he has all defense team potential on defense for sure. And then he's got an unbelievable jump shot and they've been using him in pick and roll. It's like, okay, they're getting, letting him get his feet wet and pick and roll. And it's like, no, he does that too. And it's like, oh, he's bad at nothing. It's like, uh, I, I'm very excited for the Hawks. Like somebody said that the rookie of the year odds on him were 40 to one. And it's like, that doesn't seem right. Like, I don't know that he's necessarily <laughs> the favorite, but if you, if you gave me five people to pick, he'd, he'd definitely be in the five. If you gave me three people to pick, he'd probably be in the three. Cause you know, he, he's talented, but he's also ready. You know, like he's got an NBA body. He's huge and he's strong. And he's just that prototypical small forward that teams are dying to have. Well, and I think the, the rookie of the year debate is now open season. Now that Zion is out six to eight weeks, uh, yeah, definitely guys one, like John Morant and after Zion's injury was released, which I was like, just dead shocked. Yeah. Cause now you look at guys like Ja, you look at Deandre Hunter. Uh, I mean, we saw flashes from, you know, Kobe white. I mean, it's, it's really open season for rookie of the year now, uh, since, uh, since Zion's injury, but speaking of odds, the, the last question I got for you, Kevin, uh, over under Bavada has the Atlanta Hawks at 34 wins this season. So that's up five from last year uh if you are at the sports book in vegas you see the atlanta hawks on the board at 34 are you taking the over or the under i mean i write for hawks.com so i probably shouldn't say the under but yeah i'm gonna say the under (laughs) for for two reasons one is you know we talked about the the center position being kind of weird and and point guard is kind of weird too um they don't really have a whole lot of point guards on the roster. It's it's Trey Young, and then beyond that, it's like Evan Turner and two-way contract Brandon Goodwin. And Turner, he's an interesting player, and I think they have him cast for a very specific role. But, you know, if, if Trey gets injured in any way, and I, I think he's the kind of guy who's just kind of rough and tumble and will show up for every game no matter what unless something really bad happens. But at the same time, you know, that's one thing to really worry about. Like, if you're worried about win totals, if there's a big difference between Trey Young playing 81 games and Trey Young playing 67 games. If he plays 67 games, it's going to be really hard for the Hawks to get to 30 wins, I think. So that's one thing. And you can kind of say the same thing for John Collins uh, in a fuzzier role, but again, just a really essential player that if they miss him for any time, like they did at the beginning of last season, you know, that was proof positive that that they really rely on him because the difference between what they did at the beginning of the season and the end of the season was stark, and the big difference was him. The other thing that I worry about for the Hawks is just the bench players, and I like the bench players. Like, you look at Cam Reddish and Jabari Parker and Evan Turner, and it's like individually you can sell me on all these guys. But then collectively it's like, wait, Who's going to space the floor? Who, who's going to shoot the ball in these bench lineups? It's like they have all these guys who kind of need the ball in their hands, 
and they don't really have a lot of floor spacers, you know, or defensive solutions. It's like a bunch of guys who are good at initiating offense, and it just seems like a whole lot of role duplication. And so it's going to be on Lloyd Pierce to kind of stagger these lineups the right way so that he's not doing hockey line changes with this bench. Because if they think if you roll out, you know, their top five bench players and just play those five together, it's going to be kind of a disaster. And I think we saw that in the preseason some. So I think the bench can be okay, but I'm not entirely sold, and I'm really worried about the shooting, especially if they play these guys collectively. Um, yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best that's, way to say it. Well, it's it's going to be, I think, a fun season for the Hawks. You know, seeing the growth of of these guys, and and you know, I, I think them playing together, you'll see probably pretty early on uh, what they're capable of. But I don't think until probably right around the All Star uh, All Star break are we really going to truly know what this uh, Hawks team can be if everybody stays healthy. For sure. Once again, Kevin, thank you. Join, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find Kevin. He's a writer for the Atlanta Hawks, just like you said. Uh, you can also find him on the ATL and 29 pod. That's at ATL and 29. Uh, he's also a social media contributor for Fox Sports Hawks. And he is also, as he likes to say on Twitter and Instagram model as well. Uh, make sure you follow all of his stuff. And uh, Kevin, I look forward to talking with you more as the, uh, as the season goes on. Thank you for having me. It is now time to continue our division preview here on the Howl, part of Dash Radio's Nothing But a Channel. And it is time to discuss the Orlando Magic. I am joined by Stephen Cameron. Uh, he is uh, the president, as he likes to say, of theclosupmagic.com. Uh, you can find him at the Close Up Magic uh, and the Close Up Magic podcast. So anything Close Up Magic, chances are you're running into Stephen. You can find him at Stephen, that's with a PH, uh, 0610. Steve, thanks for joining us tonight, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. On. So a little bit of uh, close up match or magic basketball. Yeah, and I, I think this is this is one of those teams that, especially us up up here in the Midwest, we don't get a lot of exposure to the Magic in general. You know, we see him here in Minnesota once a year. Uh, you know, we go down to Orlando and we and we play you guys once a year, and and that's really all the exposure that we really have to the Orlando Magic. So I'm glad you're able to come on tonight. Uh, the Magic went 42-40 and 40 last year. That's good for seventh in the East. Uh, what were your thoughts on the year last year as a whole for the Magic? Last year was a big year. The Magic, you know, the previous six years were basically in a constant state of rebuild, and they weren't making any forward progression. There was never once really any thought that this team could be a winning team, and they brought Steve Clifton, who really changed the culture and the mindset and expectations of the players. And they started buying into the new concepts and um, playing winning basketball. A lot of our guys don't know what it was like to play in meaningful basketball games. None of them had seen the playoffs before. Um, they're used to the last quarter of the season being tanking for draft picks and getting rested for healthy reasons. And so um, – you know, last year was a really big step in this franchise. This year is all about can they repeat and improve upon. Um, you know, they, they really bet on themselves this offseason by re-signing some of their big names by Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross and kind of sticking to rolling it back. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can build upon their success from last year. 
Yeah, and that's one of the things when you look at it from a free agent standpoint, um, no big splashes. You didn't really do anything too crazy. Uh, the draft, you went out and got Chumo Keke. Uh, but again, no real, you know, no big big name splash, if you will. Um, you kind of just decided to roll with what you what you have and, and re-sign a couple key players. Um, and one of those key players on this team is Mo Bamba. Uh, what did you see last year that you liked from him, and what do you hope to see growth-wise this year? Uh, you can't teach size in the NBA, and that's one thing that Mo Bamba had. Mo Bamba didn't have a great rookie season. He had a couple of moments with some highlight blocks and you know a couple of really nice three-pointers. Uh, but outside of that, his season was kind of a, a question mark, what do we have in this guy? He is very much a raw product, and – you know, they knew drafting him it would be a couple of years until he was ready. Um, but but this year, he, he's looking already a lot better, um, especially offensively. His shot is looking much smoother than it was last year. And, and in the preseason, he was dropping dimes, uh, or dropping buckets left and right. He was, he was really – he was our second highest um, scorer in preseason. I think he averaged something like 12 or 13 points a game, um, which was really nice for, for him. He didn't look as lost in the preseason this year, which, you know, at times last year, part of his his um, part of his critics were that he didn't look like he was engaged in the game um, and that he was a little bit lost in, you know, lost in what was going on. This year, we want to just see him being more sound with his defensive positioning. Um, we want to see him being more active on the offensive end, especially which is rolling to the rim and shooting the open three. He's going to be pretty low as far as offensive option. He's going to have about three other players in front of him getting touches, Markel Folds, Terrence Ross, um, whoever our starter is playing with the second unit. Uh, Clifford likes to run a nine-man rotation. So typically Aaron Gordon or um, or uh, – Evan Fournier are playing in that second unit along with the rest of the guys. So we just really want him just defining his role as just a, a solid contributor to the team and not looking such a, like a rookie, which he did last year. So, so let me, let me ask you this with, with Mo Bamba, are you satisfied with the role that, that he's got on this team currently? I mean, do you think he should be, he should be a, a bigger contributor this, to this team? No, not yet. Um, he he's still too raw, in my opinion. Um, he needs he needs minutes, but he doesn't need starter minutes. Um, not yet, not yet. And that was pretty clear. He just uh, he's just not there yet defensively. He's he's not there. Um, I'll give you an example. He had great coverage and great standing positions on a I forget what game this was. It might have been the Celtics game that we played, um, where you know. He was right in front of his man, hand up um, on the three-point line. And then for some odd reason, he just steps right, kind of leaves his hands up, but not really. And the guy just drained a three-pointer right in front of him because he moved his position um, off of his man. And it's just things like that that we see that just don't make sense. That he still has quite a bit to go in the defensive end. And, um, you know, maybe – I'm I'm hoping by the end of this year it's 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 looking like he is starter caliber, but I don't think he's a starting caliber player just yet. And that's just being honest about where he's at as a player. 
So speaking of starting caliber uh, players, it sounds like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but from what I've seen, it sounds like DJ Augustine is going to start at the point guard position for the Magic. Uh, maybe maybe as a placeholder, if, if Markel Fultz can come along. Uh, do you think Markel Fultz will come along enough to, to be able to boost himself into that starting role? You know, it's possible. He does stuff on the floor right now that DJ can't do. Um, uh, he's definitely got his question marks, and, and he needs to, you know, find his rhythm a little bit more and continue to work on his shot. But even outside of his shot, he can get wherever he wants on the floor with ease and, and with the ball in his hand. And it's it's pretty impressive where where DJ can't always do that and he can't always get to the rim and have nice finishes like Fultz can right now. Um, it's possible we see something maybe around all-star break of, of Fultz pushing for that starting position. Um, but, uh, he's going to have to get a lot more comfortable in certain aspects of the game, you know, just, just with his shot and, 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 and a little bit more defensively, he's doing some really nice things. Um, but I, I still think they're not rushing him. Really going to let him ease back into a consistent, regular, healthy NBA player. Once he can do that, I think that's when they start really trying to decide is he our starting caliber point guard or not. I think he can get there, but I think they're going to be reserved with giving him that spot this year. You know, let, let's talk for a second on your draft pick from this year, Chuma Okeke. A lot of people might not recognize that name. Uh, I think there were some some questions uh you know about them taking okeke as early as they did what are your thoughts on the pick was it just right for him is there somebody maybe you you would have preferred to have oh sure so um personally i was expecting us to draft some kind of a guard or wing player uh eyes on um Nikola alexander walker or tyler hero even though he wasn't available he was someone i was really high on on the draft um, I also like Romeo Langford. I liked all those guys. Um, Okike wasn't on. Honest with you, um, he was. You know, he was injured during my draft preparation. I wasn't even paying attention to him. And we had, you know, we were stacked at the power forward position with you know Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon. Um, but once I started doing my research on him, I really like him as a player. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he fits on this roster. But, I mean, what he brings to the team, I mean, he's, he's a guy that can guard um, more three through five. He might be able to guard a two. I don't know. They might be too quick. Um, but he's also a pretty high, um, a high-quality shooter. He shot through two years at Auburn University. He shot at 38% from behind the arc. Um, you know, he has a nice free throw percentage. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But he's a quality offensive shooter, and he's kind of one of those guys that – that, that really seems to be like a glue guy um, that really can just kind of hold the team together and do a bunch of the little things as well, you know, hustles hard on, on plays and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the Magic did something interesting this year, and I don't know if a lot of people know this. They've actually registered him. They are going to sign him to a G League contract this year and postpone signing him to his rookie deal until next summer. Him and his agency agreed with the Orlando Magic. I don't really see how it helps the player so much but it definitely helps the magic um basically just letting him heal because he had a acl injury and isn't even slated to be recovered from that until like february um or march and with us having aminu 
Um, Alfred Camino in the backup power forward position. There just wasn't going to be a lot of playing time for him. So um, it'll be interesting to see him come out next year healthy. I think he's going to shock the league because I think a lot of people forgot how good he was in Auburn. Yeah, he played really well. And I remember uh, uh, it was during the NCAA tournament, I believe, when he got hurt. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's yeah. a smart decision, I think, by all, by all parties involved. Save that, uh, that year of time for everybody and uh, uh, give him some, some no-pressure recovery uh, time there as well. Uh, you know, I had, I had Kevin Chenard on, who's the uh, writer for the Atlanta Hawks, and he was talking about, uh, you know, John Collins in the preseason. And, and uh, he made a specific comment that I wanted to run by you. He was sure. talking about Jonathan Isaac. Uh, and he basically mentioned how Jonathan Isaac, Jonathan Isaac looks a lot bigger uh, this year. Like he's more kind of into his frame. He's a little bit bulkier. Uh, have you seen that kind of same thing from him uh, so far this oh, year? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So Isaac, he's put on about 20 to 30 pounds of weight. I think he's around uh, 230 now. And he ended the season last year at 209. So he is, he's much bigger um, and just more confident in his body and the size that he's got too. You see him being a lot more willing to finish in contact um, and just get into the paint, even when it's you know not necessarily a clear lane for him, uh, which is something that he didn't do a lot last year. He kind of shied, a, shied away from contact last year, where this year he is is not worried not worried at all about getting contact. Um, his size is definitely giving him more confidence. You can just see like his play on the court, the way he handles the ball, and even just the way he carries himself in interviews with the bat, with the team. Um, you know, we have a couple credentialed writers with us um, with the close-up magic, and they've had a chance to talk with him. He just – he's got this confidence in him, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with his size and just the growth he was able to take this summer as well. All right, Steve, I got one last question for you here, and it's, it's the question I've asked everybody. Uh, that's done this division preview with us, and that's our over-under. Current Bovada Vegas odds have the Magic at 41.5, so about a half game from last year. You're sitting at the Sportsbook in Vegas. You see that 41.5 on the the sign. Uh, Do you take the over or the under? You know, I I tuned into this uh, call right as you were finishing up your conversation with the last guest, and he said he was in Vegas recently, and I swear I'm not stealing a story. I was in Vegas two weeks ago for a, for a party, <laughs> and I actually was going to go to the sports book and put some money on the over, um, but I ran out of time and forgot because I was distracted. And, you know, I'm a homer. I'm going to say the over. I can hear and understand the arguments for the under. There is a world where our offense is horrible and we just can't generate enough points to, to uh, you know, win games. Um, but I'm an optimist. I think our players are going to take a step in the right direction. I think we are going to see a new all-star on this team this year. It's not Nikola Vucevic. It's Karen Gordon. We'll make that all-star push number one option this year. Um, and I'm going to say, if you got money and you want to make a bet, Go ahead, throw it on the magic, and that's the over. I would take it. All right, there you have it. That's Steve Cameron taking the over on the Orlando Magic at 41 and a half. He's taking the over there. Uh, once again, Steve Cameron, you can find him everything uh, at the Close Up Magic, uh, the Close Up Magic podcast, the website, on Twitter. Uh, you can follow him at Steven with a PH0610. Steve. Again, man, thanks for joining us, and uh, I look forward to talking to you here uh, twice as this year goes on once uh, 
when the Wolves travel to Orlando and the other when Orlando comes up to the uh, the frigid cold up here? Yes, I'm always down to do some magic basketball talk. Anytime you want to talk basketball, let's do it. I'm always down to This is our 2K All Day segment here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Uh, continuing our division preview, uh, we continue in the Southeast Division. And instead of uh, going out and talking to uh, a couple experts on these two teams, um, Rob... We're, we're the experts, right? We're the experts yeah. in this. And so we wanted to do something fun. Initially, it was just going to be one team, but I figured let's make a competition out of it, Rob. Uh, so, Rob, you are going to be the... Washington Wizards, and I will add. So you're going to be the Hornets. I am going to be the Charlotte. So Hornets. for our other team, for our other show, the NBA 2K League show, we did the rebuilding the Hornets segment, and it took us years and years and years and years. They never did anything, no matter what I did to the team, and then I had to move them to another city for it to finally work. Yep. So hopefully, I'm going to have better success. But the challenge here tonight is uh, basically better record, better overall results. Uh, so not just record, but if you make the playoffs, how far you go, that kind sure, of thing. that makes sense. In two seasons. So we're doing a two-season challenge here uh, for this uh, for this part of our 2K all-day segment. Should we go over the rosters to start off? Does that work? Yeah, that works. So I'll start with mine with the uh, the good old Charlotte Hornets. They are led by Terry Rozier, uh, Devontae Graham. There's the point guards. Malik Monk is their lone shooting guard right now. Nick Batum, well, Nick Miles Batum's Bridges, position flexible. I, I think Dwayne that's Bacon, why. Cody Martin are your small forwards. Kid Gilchrist, Michael Williams, or Marvin Williams, PJ Washington, your power forwards. Cody Zeller, Willie Hernan Gomez, Bismack Biombo, and Thomas Welsh are your centers. That is gross. By the way, we do have. I believe we have, do we have injury, injuries turned off. Yes, injuries are turned off. Injuries are turned off, and did we verify they are still turned off? We've had issues on two K twenty where. It's, Switches it back. I would double check. Okay. I did not verify since we've started the season. Okay. Because that's one thing I'll want to double check just to make sure because uh, I want to know if I have John Wall or not because <laughs> that does make a difference. So uh, let's take a look and see if those are turned off, and then I'll go over my roster as well because I think that makes a, makes a difference because mm-hmm. obviously to start off this rebuild, we're probably going to make some trades just to see what we can get for I some 100% of our am. players. I think that's going to be a, a, a pretty important step. And it looks like injuries are off. So we're good there. All right. Good. And I think that's that's really the only thing we need to really worry about at this yeah. stage. So I'll go over my roster as it sits day one. So point guards, wow, we got a bunch. John Wall, Isaiah Thomas, Ish Smith, and Isaac Bonga. Shooting guards, Bradley Beal and Jordan McRae. Small forwards, Rui Hashimura. Troy Brown Jr., who's position flexible. CJ Miles and Admiral Schofield. Power forwards, Davis Bertans and Jamario Jones. And then centers, Thomas Bryant, Jan Mahinmi, and Mo Wagner. So that's a pretty go- solid squad. I've got a lot to work with as far as what's available youth-wise and kind of players that maybe have a, a pretty high ceiling. So in that regard, I think the very first trade should be you. I think you get to make the first Yeah, I've move. got a lot of work ahead of me here, So Bob. we'll go every other. That's how we kind of normally do it, and we'll let you go first. Okay. Now, your first move can be one of two things. You can choose to make a trade, or you can choose to change a member of your staff. I'm going to keep my staff as it is for the time being and just work on trades. Okay, sounds good. But I think that's fair. Yeah. So, like, if I wanted to go and grab a different trainer or whatever you want to do. I I think I'm fine with that. 
Uh, so one thing I need to look at here is who's making way too much money um, on this team. And the first name that comes up is Nick Batum. If you could move on from Nick Batum, I think that'd be big. I think that's a success right, right in and of itself. So let's take a look. Uh, so the first offer is Andre Iguodala and Yuta Watanabe, uh, Chandler Parsons, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Corey Joseph. But Which, I'd be throwing in a first, so no that's thank tough. you. Yeah, these are not good trades. These by are the way. not good trades. Darius Miller and JJ Redick. That's but a I'm worse, in a first. That's a worse contract than you'd be giving up, and you had to give up a pick in one of those. Tony Snell and Langston Galloway, Tyler Johnson and Aaron Baines. None of these are good moves. Hey, look at that. The Wizards offered me a trade. Yeah, and I'm definitely not doing that. Jan no? Mahinmi and Isaiah. T- well, actually, I would. I I, so I wouldn't because I'm not giving up a first oh, round. I, was pick. Like, I actually probably would do that for that first round pick. Uh, so I'm not a huge fan of any of these. Uh, good. Oh my gosh! I really want to move on from them though, but all of these are really bad contracts. I think you got to keep. Them. It's or only a one-year deal. You know, here's the deal. Well, he's got a player option though. That's the oh. thing. That's what kills me. Ah, I didn't realize that. So what I'm going to okay. do is I'm going to look to trade them closer to the deadline. Yeah, see if I have more to value. keep my 2020 picks. So the next guy I would look at is Cody Zeller with Michael Kidd Gilchrist not far behind. Let's see if any of these can get better. Mo Harkless and Rodney Magruder. Jay Crowder. I don't hate that. It's not bad. He's only on a one-year deal. Uh, I mean, it's better than Zeller's contract, no question. Oh, yeah. Corey Joseph and Yogi Ferrell. Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. Casey, that's not bad. KCP and Kosas Antetokounmpo. Oh, I didn't see that. You're right. Yeah, it's not worth it. Uh my good Joe Harris, but I'm not giving up a not first. Not for a first. That's bad. that's a really good deal. Will Barton? All you got to give up is a second round pick. That's a great deal. That's not yeah, that's not bad at all. A lot of the offers you get are not great for you. And I to be to be fair, the team that's getting uh that's taking on Cody Zeller, the deal's for sure not good for them generally. Yeah. Uh Gorgie Jang I could take on. I mean, Ken you know, Bazemore. Neither one of those teams is winning that trade. You want to trade Jan Mahimi for Cody Zeller? The set, well, I mean, I, I, I would actually argue Cody Zeller probably would be a better player than Jan Mahinmi, but uh, I mean. So it kind of looks to me like if I'm going to want to move on from somebody, oh, and actually not MKG, I want to move on from Marvin Williams because he makes more and he's older. It's tough. It's, uh, it's going to be really tough to move on from some of these contracts, but I've got a lot of expiring deals. You're going to have to bite the bullet on like immediately. Ilyasova and Robin Lopez for Devontae Graham and Marvin Williams. I mean, it's not bad. That's not a bad deal. Um, again, a lot of the same players. You know, well, go back real quick. Uh, Cody Martin, who, by the way, can we both agree the fact that they brought in both the Martin brothers and one of those brothers? I can't, I can't abysmal. claim to know him that well. His jump shot is janky. <laughs> it's, a, it's abysmal. So janky. I. You want to know why the Hornets are part of a rebuild right now? This is why. Will Barton again? I, I man, that's a great trade. How you you should be you should be thanking your lucky stars that someone offered you that. That's a that's a steal. You know what I think I'm gonna do? Ooh. Oh no, I'm not. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not trading that. Actually, go back. So the trade that was offered was he would send Marvin Williams and an unprotected twenty second first, which I don't want because we're not doing that draft, so that doesn't <laughs> do anything for me. For my top five protected and CJ Miles. It's not the worst trade ever, but I'm, That's not, not. I'm not doing it. I think, you know what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to look to move on from Kid Gilchrist. Or no, sorry, not Kid Gilchrist. Uh, I'm going to trade away Nick Batum. See if I can get somebody who's on a one, who's got a one year that's not a, Andre, like this one. I think this one would be a great Andre move Andre Iguodala's a great, I mean, I'm why I'm giving not? up a second this year. 
Yeah. But what but I'm actually going to try to do is remove that and throw in the Celtics 2020 second. Yep, that's fine. Well, I want to make this trade. Not interested. Whoa. So if, if you want to. So do- it's a pick swap and then an additional second. Yeah. I'm fine with that because I'm not making the 2020 second pick. There you go. So we're doing that. Adios, bud. All right. I made my trade. All right. Now let's Rob take Stern. a look at what we've got going here. I, again, I like I like the basics of this roster. If it if, Now, if injuries were turned on, then I would for sure look to trade John Wall. I kind of want to trade John Wall just in a vacuum, looking at the actual like league itself. I think that the the Wizards, obviously, given John Wall, who knows when or if he'll come back, what he's going to be. Is he going to be kind of a, a percentage of himself? You just don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. But a lot of these players, I got to say, I really like what they've... Now, I will say power forward is a position we really got to move on from. That's going to be pretty important. I, I don't love the two options that I have there, Jamario Jones and Davis Bertans. The one thing Bertans obviously gives you is three-point shooting. Yep. So there's that. I love Thomas Bryant. Moritz Wagner is still fairly young, so that's interesting. I wonder what I can get for maybe... Well, maybe Jan Mahin would be a guy I look at to trade. Let's go to the trade finder. And we will take a look from there and just kind of get an idea of what teams are willing to offer. We also have way too many point cards. Actually, let's start there. What can I get for Ish Smith? I feel like I could maybe get something decent. Not a terrible contract by any means. Uh, Felicio in a second. Uh, Early on, not a lot to love. Uh, Dante Exum would be an upgrade, but I got to include a second-round pick, which is not ideal. Looking at some of the other options, most of these trades are pretty crappy. If I'm yeah, being, that's I'm being usually honest. the case. Uh, Breakoff and a second is not terrible, just because again I'm getting a second round pick, which is nice, and I can use that in another deal if I really want to. Uh, Patrick McCaw, I mean that's not that's not too bad. He's that's still unhorrible. relatively young. I do like Patty Mills. I don't want to give up a second though. You also don't need another point guard. Correct. That's kind of where I'm. So Katie Bates, Jop, and uh, Travion Graham. For Ish Smith and Jordan McRae, yes, 100%. I don't even have to think about that. Yeah, that's dumping a lot of salary there. I am very pleased with that, add the exception. Sorry, Timberwolves, you can take my crap apparently and and be okay with it. All right, so I'm going to look at making another trade here too. For a rebuild, I'm very pleased with that first trade. That's a a good move. I think Um, that worked out really well. So I have an abundance of small forwards, and I need to – uh, get myself a, a maybe another solid shooting guard, I think, um, is where I should be looking. So I'm going to try to package Cody Martin and Dwayne Bacon together and see if I can get myself a small or a shooting guard. Shake Milton's not bad. That's a deal that I like. Sterling Brown and Kyle Korver. You got to give up a second. I'm okay. I think I'm okay with that. Um, no other. Ooh. Oh, Magruder and a first from the a lottery protected first this year. Yeah, that's a, that's a done deal. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Just take it. If you keep, oh, you looked, you passed it. I know. I just want to see what else is out there, though. You know what would be kind of fun? We're not doing this this time, but I think it would be fun to do it where the second you pass it, you can't accept it. I like that. That's a trade scenario, or that's a a 2K sim we should try, I think, in the future. That's a great trade. Nas Reed and Jalen Noel. Ooh. Ooh, Gary Trent Jr. And Scal. Yeah, Scale doesn't get that good in this game, though. He doesn't, unfortunately. Yeah, I got to go with uh, this deal from the Clippers. Yeah, Magruder in a first. That's a, that's a no-brainer. 
Uh, yep, and then I just have to sign somebody. Yep, but you have time to do that. They give you so many days or whatever. Yeah. So, all right, taking a look at my squad yet again. So, point guards again. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm doing okay now. You're. You're on my team still, oh, Rob. That, that would make sense. Looking at the, I was like, I don't remember having him. I had a different player. When, when did you get Terry Rozier? When did I trade him to you? So who did I get? John Wall and Isaiah Thomas. If I really want to lean into the rebuild, I would go Isaac Bonga, and I think that's what we're gonna maybe look to do. So let's see what we can trade. Get maybe there's some value for Isaiah Thomas on the market. Probably not. Again, he's healthy in this scenario, so there's that. Uh, Amari Spellman, Gary Trent Jr. in second. I like that a lot. Shabazz Napier, I like him as a backup more than I like Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Ty Jerome would be would be interesting. Looking, these are some pretty good offers. The Rockets, Ryan Anderson in a first, and what I said I needed was a power forward. So that's a deal. I think. Ooh, Chris Boucher. Yeah, get the your guy. There's some. These are some d- decent. I, Isaiah Thomas, I gotta say, he's got some value, man. More value than he should have. I think that's very apparent. Nemanja Bjelica, oh, I really like that. It's not bad. That definitely uh, does something for me. Looking at some of the other options, man, Semi Ojale. Again, I'd really like a Daniel power Daniel Gafford. Ooh, Daniel Gafford. Really, he's more and of a, a center. Yeah, I like that too. These are some nice deals. I I'm not complaining about what I'm get, what I'm looking at so far. I think Ryan Anderson in a first though. Oh, it's a 22nd first though. That's so it doesn't matter. Downside. Yeah, I yeah, would... but I could I could include that in in future in other in other trades, but I just don't know that I love. I don't think that's the way to go. I think it's a better option to go with someone that can help out right away. I'm going to go with uh, Isaiah Thomas for Nemanja Bjelica. I think that's the better option right. for me. And all I have to include is no picks, just the trade exemption to make it work money wise. That's pretty solid. Now here's the thing. Uh, now it's your turn, but if you choose to pick a player up, that does count as your one move. That's fine. I am going to take a look at the free agents. There's got to be a few guys that are decent. Uh, now, do we? I think it's fair to say we we say you can't pick him up. What? Miritich is not in the league. Oh, that's semantics. I mean, he's not in the league. That's that's the the only thing. I think there's some there's some good names in here, um, other than. All right, here's the deal. I will allow you to pick up Miritich if you want to because I have John Wall, and I shouldn't. Makes sense. So that's fair. If you do want to bring in Miritich, I think that's fair. I cannot afford him. Wow, he wants some money. I am $19 million over in cap room right now. Holy crap. So that is, that is the issue I run into here. So a guy that you might want to try to move on from, even though it's only on a one-year deal, would be Bismarck Biombo. He makes a pretty good amount of money, too. Yeah, he does. He currently makes $17 million. Yep, and it's on a one-year deal because this is the this is his. If you remember playing two K nineteen, he's got the, the he had the option. option. He doesn't have that now because now you're on his option. Oh boy, uh, These are, the deals, man! People do not want your players. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's that's accurate. Nobody wants my 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 team. This is bad. Oh, you got your guy, uh, Chris Boucher. If you want to give up a second, yeah, but I don't want Norman Powell. Yeah, he makes money, man. Like he makes a good amount of money. Like at this point, this is point, too much money. At this point, Rob, I'm better just sitting. You know what? I don't think there's really, honestly, anything that I can do. Um, you could try to trade uh, Andre Guadala. I can't for sixty days. Are you sure? Yes. It just said that. 
Interesting, because they were willing to let you trade some of the other players that you just picked up. So that doesn't make any sense. Why would it change? I have no idea. I'm going to try to move on from Marvin Williams, see if I can get a draft pick. Here's what we should do. Let's do this, too. Uh, um, well, I guess there's not much we can do to Never change mind. That. I can't get a draft pick for him. All right, I'm sitting put. I'm going to just... I'm going to tank. You're not going to pick up a free agent at all? I'm going to well, have game. to. You're short a player. Oh, I have to. That's you right. have to. Just pick, up an, just pick up anybody. I have to sign somebody for the men. Yep. Just pick up anybody. It doesn't matter who. You know how to do it. You look for who, which guys are available at the minimum, and, and you go from there. If you, now, if you could grab a guy that is relatively young and maybe has something to get, like, really to help you out, would that? I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Or maybe you grab a specialist. If you had a guy, for example... Wow, he makes too much money. A lot of these guys are making some bank. Ekpe Udo, Michael Beasley. Now, these, those aren't men guys, though. Yeah, they are. 162 is men. Oh, I thought those other guys were in the were in the Joe Kim the Noah, Luke Richard Mbamute. My goodness. These are rough, man. Devin Harris on the men. There you go. Devin Harris on the men, and I'm, I'm good to go. Just get me through this stupid season. All right, let's see who else uh, I can make a move for. I, I still like – all right, so we do have a, a number. I think there's a few guys I could move on from if I wanted to. Again, I like our roster for the most part. So Wall and Bonga, we have – I only have one true shooting guard, which is a little goofy, but I have got some guys that have position flexibility like Troy Brown Jr., so that helps a little bit. Let's see um, what we can actually do here. All right, so looking at some of the other players, C.J. Miles would be interesting. He has, he's just not the player he used to be, but you are getting a pretty good shooter with him, and he's an okay perimeter defender still, so that's not bad. I have like 7,000 uh, small forwards. I could not have more small forwards if I wanted. I'm going to well, look you to trade. Acquired, you acquired like two with that trade. Well, Trayvon Graham was part of it. See, like that's a weird thing. So... I'm stuck with both of them, but I can just drop Travion Graham. That's a guy that's easy enough to just to, just to get rid of if I really want to. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., Rui Hashimura. It's kind of goofy. I don't. It's t- it's a tough call. I, I I can't claim to know the Wizards lineup or these players all that well, so I don't know what you know what guys make a lot of sense. I think a good guy to move on from would be Jamario Jones because Kade Bates Diop can play the four. And so I don't need to worry so much about that position. Jamero Jones straight up for Kyle Korver. I don't hate that. If That's a great Just deal. to get some shooting. Uh, Scalabissiere straight up. Jalen no- Jalen Noel. Ooh. You got to give up a second, though. Yeah, but it's a 22 second. That's true. I like Jalen Noel. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of his. I, I could trade him for Ryan Anderson and get a second and then just cut Ryan Anderson because he makes almost no money. Looking at some of the other players that are I would are still available. honestly say that Kyle Korver move is, be- is the best that we've seen. Well, but that gets me good right away. But I really like the idea of getting us another young piece. Jalen Noel does that. Man, but that Kyle Korver deal is nice, and it adds to the shooting. You know what? I'm going to go that route. I'm going to grab Kyle Korver. So Korver is now a member of this squad. I think there's more moves to be had, though. So I think I'm pr- fairly good at point guard. I think there's still just too many players that are listed at small forward. Travion Graham, first thing I need to do is drop. I just need to drop him at this point because he's not going to be a part of the squad long term. For the Wolves, by the way, I actually like him as part of their future. He's only 25 years old. But in in doing a rebuild, it's just not really what I'm looking to do. I think there's better options available to me. So going over to the small forward position, we're going to drop him. 
Sorry, Trevion, you're gone. And then I think, again, because I'm so deep at the position, I'm also going to look to drop Admiral Schofield. He's a good wow. three-point shooter, which is nice. He's still relatively young. He's 22. Yeah. If anything, I'd look to move on from CJ. Well, but CJ, what's nice about him is he provides you defense and offense. You don't get that from Schofield. That's my big my big issue. Looking at some of these other... I think, you know, it looks like I have too many players at this position, but at least they're guys that are position flexible. That's true. So that makes it a little more palatable. I like both of – I like Bertans and Bielitz at the power four position. I don't hate any of these guys either. Jan Mahinmi, actually. That would be the guy I should look to move on from. I don't really necessarily need him. We already have Thomas Bryant. He's the future. Are you, are you making two trades? I can make as many as I want. You said you were done. I did. Okay, just testing you. Yeah, you said just you were testing done. you. Nice try, buddy. Worth a shot. No, it was not. Looking at who's available, it's a lot of like where I'm taking on. I get another small forward if I really want. I get Marvin Williams from you, and I got to wait. So they want me to include a second round pick. To yeah, get you'd Marvin have Williams. to. You'd have to for me to take Yamahimi. Yikes, that's crappy. Not a lot going on here. Uh, as much as I want to, you know what? I'm just going to drop him. I, the money doesn't matter to me. It's a one-year deal. He does not have an option. So that's it. It's just he's gone. We just drop him. That's all there is to it. I mean, that's easy enough. Sorry, Jan. You can go somewhere else. I could assign him to my uh, G League team and really make him angry, but I don't, think that's, uh, I don't think that's the right call. All right, so let's take a look. So John Wall and Isaac Bonga, Bradley Beal, and Kyle Korver. A million small forwards, uh, Bielitz and Bertans, Bryant and Wagner. The only downside to Wagner is I don't really see him as a as a center. Yeah, he's. I think he's more. If I it, could get another center, but his height though is the thing. And a third point guard, I think that would be the direction I'd want to go. Just looking at who's available for the free agency. So I'm not going to go after Miritich. I don't. Even if I could, I wouldn't go after him. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Looking at some of the other options, if I go by position, you're also center, twenty million over in cap space. So, so you're, if you're I could grab, a, so Udo would be nice because he's really good defensively. So a one year minimum contract from Udo, I like that. And then if I look at the point guard position and see if, if there's anyone I'd, that really jumps off the page, just could maybe give me a, a better, uh, maybe a little more stability. Interesting would be uh, you know Sean Livingston's available, Jeremy Lin. Would be another option. Teodosic. Teodosic would be an interesting one. He's a really good shooter. The problem you run into with Teodosic is he does not play defense. Correct. Man, but he's a great playmaker. You know what? As a backup, as a backup, I kind of like him. And yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with him. Give him a one year deal. He'll make he'll be my backup. And I think that's pretty solid. I think that's a good a good spot to end it there for me as far as that's concerned. Now let me take a look at the coaching staff. Now, if you want to make any moves, you get to move, make them first, obviously. But I'm just kind of curious if it makes sense to maybe move on from anybody. Scott Brooks is pretty good, though. B-plus for both. It's tough to really beat that. Uh, assistant GM is a B-plus. Pretty good trading and good contracts. Tough to beat that. My, you know, my assistant coach, whoever Chris Green is, that's not great. Uh, my head scout's not bad, although I think I can upgrade that. So it's kind of up to you. Do you want do you want to make any changes? I would like to, Rob. All right. It it goes to you. I I, I don't really know. I can't say that I know your My head scout is a C minus. Well, he yeah. is getting fired. I think I'm, that's wise. 
Cuba. Cuba. Cuba Four Gooding. years, he accepts my offer. So I take uh, head scout with an A and an A plus in potential. Yep. So Cuba mine's a, Gooding. Mine's a B and a, a, B, a B and a B. For, so B for both. I'm going to get rid of him, though. I might as well grab Don Carter. I mean, I just I think that makes the most sense. So back, do you have any other? Do you want to make an assistant? Yep. I do. I'm I think at, I'm at least going to look here. So I don't. I mean, James Borrego is my head coach. There's better head coaches out there, but I just signed him to a four-year, ten point eight million dollar deal. So I'm probably going to hold off on him for right now. And I would say, in terms of what we're trying to do here, taking a look at how the team could be built, I think the head coach we should keep. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I'm going to get rid of my trainer. Now Charles keep in O'Neal. mind. Uh, Trainer does not matter right now, and you want to wait till there's other trainers available. Oh, yeah, that's true. I shouldn't have helped you, but I did. Well, thank you. Thomas Spencer, he's got A potential. And actually, you know what we'll do? I think this is fair. I've done this in other simulations. I don't think it's realistic the way this is set up as far as trainers are concerned. So what we can do is just grab whatever trainer you want, and we'll just edit them to be A pluses because they don't make enough trainers. Well, you know what? I'm I'm – I'm just going to leave my staff as it is because right. I'm in full tank mode for this season. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not in full tank mode. But if I lose a lot of games, it's okay. But again, we're, we're talking about who can do the best job in two years. So, I mean, if I make the playoffs the first year, I get a little, you know, that's a little bonus, I would say. So let's take a look at my staff. I'm not going to worry about the trainer, but I am going to take a look at the assistant coach. My, my GM's. That's you, actually. Your GM is not great. Nope. But my yeah, my assistant coach, not great. Who is good? Yeah, there's some decent. I'm going to fire that guy. Sorry, buddy. You're gone. Looking at uh, Trent Peterson's available. Otis Newman's pretty good. I'm going to have to go. Man. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go with uh, Trent Peterson. He usually is a pretty good coach. And as far as GM, I, I think my GM's pretty solid. There's nothing really changed there. My CFO, my CFO is not great. But at the same time, he's got pretty good potential. Nope. I got to get – it's it's a tough call because I don't know that the CFO makes much difference in this. I don't think so either, in all um, honesty. But I'm still going to fire him because why not? And we will bring in a, a guy that looks like he might fit a little better, Logan Smith. I think that does it. So uh, what do you say? We, we start, jump, we start uh, going into the actual simulations? I think let's do it. All right. Let's take a look here at the calendar. We will start off on your team. We'll go to January. And then we'll take a look at where the teams are at at that point. So uh, let's see. So, well, obviously, I'm going to have the uh, CPU always do the rotations. That's fine. Yep. I think that's fair. So here we go. Starting off. Address address trades as they uh, Your first game, you blew out. Oh, no, I did. Sorry. I blew out somebody. What is this? Uh, Well, that's me. Uh, I'd be receiving Dario Saric and Ty Jerome for Miles Bridges and Thomas Welsh. No, thank you. No, that's not great. That is not great. Taking a look. All right, we keep going here. The Rob is oh, uh, Dragon Bender and Frank Mason. No, Miles thank you. Bridges. No, thank you. That is not good. Not a good trade. Well, Miles Bridges must be the one bright spot on my team. Oh, uh, he clearly is. Three and one star for the Wizards, by the way. I oh, am okay oh, with good that. Good for you. A close yeah. loss to the Wolves, though. Unfortunately, uh, taking a couple of their young players did not help me enough. Man, we're going on a little bit of a losing streak now. It is not as good as it was to begin with. We're sitting at 5-5, five and five, though. Uh, win against the Cavs, thankfully, they're bad. They are quite bad. We got some interesting games. Uh, Celtics, how do we stack up against a Celtics team? Uh, close loss, that's not bad. That's actually not bad at all. 
I, I, I mean, that's that could be a lot worse. I, I think we'll have – so we're going to have the CPU always handle the scouting. Here you go, another trade. Bazemore and Gary Trent Jr. for kid go- – that's not bad. Go to negotiate trade, please. That's not bad. So the trade he's offered is Michael Kidd Gilchrist and Roddy McGruder for Kent Bazemore and Gary Trent Jr. I think What's Gary uh, Bazemore's contract? It's a one-year deal, I believe, right? Does he have an option? I don't believe so. Looking at uh, his contract, does he have an option? Uh, no, he does not. No option. I think that's worth it, man. Let's do it. That's Why not? A, that's a good trade. So there you go. Very solid offer. Thank you. Very solid offer indeed. See, and I held out for a little bit, and I got a deal that I think works for, for me. Here we go. And I have not gotten offered anything. Apparently, teams are mad. Well, you, Wow, you're starting to win games, buddy. Hornets, uh, Jetty Osman and Sidnerius Thornwell for Malik Monk in a second-round pick. No. I mean, I, I would probably consider no. that because I like Jetty Osman quite a bit. You too, but no. You were sitting at 6-7. and seven. Wow, you just beat the Raptors. So much for your tank. Well, if I'm winning, I'm winning. I lost to the Nets, though. You got I... blown out by the Nets. Uh, Hornets, uh, Bobby Portis and Reggie Bullock for Scary Terry and a first? No. Ugh, yuck. God, no. That's a bad offer. God, no. Not great. Oh, I just blew. Wow. I just blew you out of the water. Good. Holy crap. Good. Ooh, you just beat the Bulls. You're sitting basically at 500, though. So, again, your tank is not is not doing well. Oh, just wait. Keeping it up. Uh, two straight games against the Pistons. You lose them both. You're playing the Bucks. Wow, you almost beat the Bucks. Lost to the Heat. On a four-game, five-game losing streak. I just lost to the Suns, Rob. You got I think blown we're in out f- by the Suns. I think we're in full effect here. One wow. point, one loss, point to loss to the Warriors. I beat the Nets. Are you kidding me? Wow. What is this? I mean, you're not beat the Hawks, another rebuilding squad. Oh, here's Rob again. If I lose to you, I'm going to be sad. Oh, I lost. Oh. I lost. Oh, here we go. I lost, I lost so, by three. Uh, if I trade Troy Brown Jr., I get a first-round pick and Mike Muscala. No, I'll keep Troy Brown. I like Troy Brown. He's an I, interesting prospect. I lost prospect. by three, by the way. You beat me. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. What am I saying? All right, good. I feel better now. <laughs> I would too. Don't worry. Because we're, we're on your team currently. Uh, Hornets, uh, Kayvon Looney and Aaron McKinney from Britain. No. 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 Not, not, not a terrible trade, but no. Why would you do it? Back on another four-game losing you streak. You are 10 and 19 currently. Ah, a first-round pick and Reggie Bullock for Malik Monk. That's no. not bad, man. No. All right. Stop I'm not a big Malik Monk fan. A lot of a lot of Hornets fans have given up on him, and and I get it. I mean, he's still really young. Let's not pretend like he's some old guy that just has nothing left. Ten and twenty-one. You're on a bit of a losing streak. Yeah, seven games. Uh, about to be eight. Yep, eight. Wow, close though. Wow, you lost to the Jazz, one hundred one to one forty-three. <laughs> not great. And then the next night, I lost well, to the Celtics sorry, by not three. Not great, but great if you're tanking. Yes, great if you're tanking. We're almost to January, which is when we'll switch over. Uh, to my squad, and we'll see where we're at. You're at 10 and 24, 42% chemistry. One thing we will talk about is chemistry is way different this year than it was last year. It is. So anytime it's, you're it's doing, changed a lot. Um, if you're doing simulations, it does not jump like it used to. No, great teams in this usually will sit in the 60, 70, 80%. Uh, if you get to 90, that's a dynasty. You are 11 and 26. All right, going Beautiful. over me, I'm 13 and 20. You're not much better than me, Rob. I'm not much better than you. That's that's crazy. I've also played four more games than you have. You have, but I'm still surprised. My chemistry's at 50%, though. So I got that going for so me. So they're losing as a team. Man, that's surprising. <laughs> I thought my team would be not not good. This makes me feel good about myself. I didn't think my team would lie. be good, but I thought they'd be 
I thought they'd be decent. I for sure thought with the Wizards that you were going to blow me out of the water. Well, I, to be fair, I blew you out of the water. Like, your team specifically, I did yeah, beat. thank you for that, by the way, because I said I'm tanking. All right, so we got a loss against the – oh, the Western Conference has definitely got my number. That much is true. Close loss to the Celtics. Close loss to the Blazers. Wow, I got blown out by the Magic. Yeah, you did. Yikes. What? Man. All right, so apparently I'm tanking as well. That's what we've learned. Welcome. And I have not been offered basically any trades. No, you haven't. You've been offered tons of trades. I have. You, lost, you just lost my 37 or 27 to the Jazz. The Jazz blew us both out. Yeah, they did. No, actually, I beat the Jazz. I, I blew up the Jazz. Oh, you did win. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, blew up the Jazz. So I've Sorry, got that I'm, looking, going I'm for used me. to looking at mine and 14 and 27. Not, uh, not, not great. Uh, you've been offered another trade. Uh, Terrence Ross and Aminu for Iguodala and Bridges. Eve. No. I mean, I guess technically Terrence Ross is the best available player in that trade, but it's still not a good trade. Close loss. Well, actually, no, that's, that's a pretty good loss there. Uh, Wizards. So Jabari Parker for... Thomas Bryant in a second? No, you're not. You're not. No, I'm not giving up Thomas Bryant. I already had. I already had him technically before I started yeah. taking this team over. Uh, Rudy, Rudy Gay and Jakob Pertl for Bridges and Bazemore. No, I mean, but that's such a good trade. Sixteen yeah. and twenty nine. It's ugly, man. <laughs> it's ugly. Sharich uh, and Diallo for Brown Jr. and Bates Diop. No, thank you. I'm going to pass on that. I don't hate Dario Sharich, but I don't need him right now. We have uh, so Sadaransky and Ilyasova for Iguodala and a first. Why would you have? I don't even know what. I don't. Nope. I don't, no, I got nothing, man. I don't know how that's a trade. I just beat you again. So I, I've got your By number. a point. Uh, let's see. Fred Van Vliet and Patrick McCaw for Scary Terry and a first. Yuck. I don't hate the players that I'd be receiving. Man, I hate what great, I'm giving though. up, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. Uh, 17 and 31. Yeah, we don't need to look at the all-star captains. <laughs> I think we're pretty, it's pretty clear we're not making the all-star game. Correct. The only player that could maybe do it would be John Wall, but he's not, I mean, he's not making it. Not with how bad they're playing. Um, let's see. You were offered Norman Powell and Tony Snell for Scary Terry and a second. No. Decline. And actually, we're going to stop here and take a look at, because we're about to hit the trade deadline. You're 17 and 32. And you are 17 and 34. Woo! All right, so let's take a look. Uh, do either one of us want to make moves? Yes. Uh, I want to just kind of decide what my t- – so at this point, my team is obviously going to go into full tank mode. That's, that's very apparent. So um, I'm going to try to trade Milos Teodosic. Looking at some of the well, – He's uh, on a one-year min, though. That's yeah, not a guy that I would move. The reason I'm going to move him is because if I can get anything of value, it's worth it. I'm tanking. I would look at like Wall and Beal first, then because no, they're those are guys you... I can also trade. But I'm saying if I, know, I can I'm get saying... if I can get value, it's worth it. I don't think you will. I mean, not with that attitude. Not with that attitude, I'm not going to get any value. Uh, PJ Dozier would be interesting. You're looking at, uh, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the players that I'm being offered. Sfi McCulloch, I don't mind him. He's a good shooter. Uh, Chris Boucher, not great by the way for his age. Uh, Chemezi Metu, I have some older power forwards, and that's a straight-up deal, so that's not the worst thing. I get Jordan McRae back, which I, I don't want to do. Not you're, I mean, it's not a lot of – like, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade. I'm not getting great offers here. Like, I don't want Cody Martin. <laughs> like, let's be real. You know what I will do, though? I, I do think it's worth it 
for either Chemezi Metu could make some sense just because, and I've got another year of him and he's relatively young, which I like looking at some of the other options. I mean, again, nothing's great here. I'm not sitting here like, you know, thanking my lucky stars that someone's offering me you to want but at the same time, there's, there's guys that would make more sense long-term. I'm going to grab a Steve McCulloch because I don't already have enough small forwards, right? Might as well grab another one. Might as well. I'm going to so, make a couple trades as I'm gonna well. I'm going to embrace the tank at this point. Uh, because we're only doing two years, it's tough. I thought my team would be better as is, and it, and, it, and it clearly wasn't. Because I addressed defense, and I was able to address shooting. I brought in the things that in the modern NBA work, and it just wasn't there. Scary Terry and Marvin Williams for Otto Porter and uh, Ilyasova. That ain't bad. I mean, it ain't good. That's. I mean, it's not a bad trade. I, well, Gorgie's on the Memphis Grizzlies now. Well, at least they were able to get rid of him. That's not. Uh, that's not terrible. Mm-mm. I don't know that I'd want Evan Turner though. You get a first, but is it worth it? One year of Evan Turner though. But again, what's wrong with Scary Terry? I'm just trying to see what value I can get. Not if I'm embracing the tank. Not great value. I know I wanted a yeah, first round pick. Embracing the tank doesn't mean getting rid of your young talent. It means playing them a lot. Ooh. Roco, but you got to give up first. I, I, wait, wait, go back. I would do that. No, I wouldn't. I would do that, though. Yeah, you might, but I would. But I would. I think that's fair. Anybody uh, else have an option that I don't want? No. Oh, yep. I will say this. Option. If you have any decent veterans, you should drop them or trade them. That's going to be key for your rebuild. Because you don't want them getting minutes to end the season. It doesn't do anything for you. No, I agree. So what are you going to do? What's what's the, what's the what's your uh, what's your next move here? Well, I can trade Andre Ugudala now. Yeah, might as well. He's not happy. He's irked. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But That Channel. This is our 2K All Day segment. This is the end to our division preview for this week. We ourselves are kind of taking a deep dive into two teams, the Hornets and the Wizards, by doing a, attempting a 2K rebuild. Yeah. And so far, it is not going well. Not We're going only doing well two years, all. though, so that's kind of part of it. What do you think? Ooh, actually, I don't mind this because I'm giving up a 22 first-round pick. Like, I, I would do that. The Timberwolves would not actually do that. Look, can we be honest about that? Exactly. But, but if you want to do it, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Dunskies. All right. That's not bad. So you, got, you picked up Ish Smith and Robert Covington. You had to give up a first. But uh, I think that's, that's a pretty solid value. Again, there's no chance the Wolves would have done that. But... That's a moot point. Like That doesn't really matter to what we're doing here. I could look to trade more players, but I think I'm going to hold on to John Wall. I'm going to hold on to Bradley Beal. Those are guys I'm not looking to move on from. Kyle Korver, though, he has some value as a veteran, so it makes some sense to move on from him. I could do the, uh, the Aaron and try to grab all the players I could at the small forward position. That's one of the options available to he me. Per- he does it with center. Yeah, but I mean, I could do it with a different, you know, a different position at least. Oh, done. Tim Frazier and a first-round pick. Uh, that's a no-brainer for me from the Pistons. Uh, so here you go. That, that's, that does it for my turn. Let's keep it moving in the right direction. Um, what are we thinking? Uh, who else are you going to look to move on from? Uh, you know, I think that's all I'm going to do for right now. All right. Well, then uh, let me take a look because I definitely have a few more moves. I mean, I'm embracing the tank. If I'm going to embrace the tank, I really got to fully do it. No reason to keep any of the, uh, the guys that are pulling minutes away. So CJ Miles is another one. I, I at this point I just I don't have any use for you, CJ. 
So you are going to go out the door if there's a deal to be had. It's also possible that no one out there is going to want him. And and, if, and I, I can't say I necessarily blame people if that's the case. Uh, Patty Mills, if I gave up a second-round pick. I mean, it's not terrible, I guess, but it's not really what I want to necessarily do with my team. Uh, Patrick McCaw, I could get him. Could make some sense. Andre Roberson, but I got to give up a first. I'm definitely not doing that. Jake Lehman, if I wanted to get another small forward. That's tough. I don't really want to give up another second-round pick. Most of these deals are not great, so what we're going to end up doing is I think I'm just going to drop C.J. Miles, honestly. I don't, I don't think, uh, I mean, he's definitely not going to be a part of my future, so why not move on from him in the best way, or not the best way possible, I guess, but the, the easiest way, and so he is out the door. I, I seriously could not have more small forwards, by the way. That's, uh, that's definitely the position uh, my team has chosen to uh, fully embrace. I do have Tim Frazier still. He was part of that trade recently. I think I'll just look to move on from him if I can. If the right deal is out there, just someone that makes maybe a little more sense long-term, it could be worth it. Or if someone's willing to give me a pick, that would be another option. But it looks like most of what's available is going to be mostly junk for the most part. Uh, Chemezi Metu would be an interesting pickup if I wanted to grab him. And he's probably one of the best options uh, available to me. Yeah, I think Chemezi Metu is what we're going to do. So we're going to pick up a... A decently young power forward, which makes some sense for him. Uh, let's take a look at the rest of the squad here and see if there's anyone else that jumps off the page that maybe doesn't make a lot of sense long-term. Uh, Nemanja Bielica, he's not going to be here long-term. Probably not. He does still have uh, two years left. Uh, I think two years including this year. Uh, Robin Lopez in a second is on the table. Could be an interesting piece if I wanted to just have more picks available to me for trading. Nemanja Bielica in a first for Malik Monk. No. <laughs> that wasn't it for you? Uh, I could pick up Marquise Chris from the – he's with the Jazz now apparently. Uh, Taj Gibson, Quinn Cook. Most of the deals so far are, are fairly crappy. Uh, Joe Harris uh, would be interesting, but it's well, a one-year deal. A so, up. But it's a one-year deal is the problem, and I, I, that's, that's what hurts me is that it's a – ooh, Will Barton is interesting. That definitely makes me better he's for been year. On the, he's been on the block pretty consistently. It makes me better for year two, and again, that, that does make a difference. And he, he would be available. Uh, the Blazers are willing to do a, a first-round pick in Roddy Magruder. I don't know that I want him, though. I get the first-round picks being nice, but the, the route we're actually going to go is, I think, Will Barton. I do have to give up a second-round pick, but I think it's worth it for me. So I'm going to grab Will Barton. I think that ends up being the best option for me. I had a trade exemption, and there we go. Taking a look at the squad, is there anyone else available to look to maybe move on from? Uh, Ekbe Udo would be the other veteran. Uh, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of value available to him. Probably not. But I think any value I can get for him is probably worth it. Actually, DeAnthony Melton, I give up a second-round pick. I can Sheik. get him. That's a That's a really solid deal if you ask me. And it's a guy that's going to be able to contribute uh, long-term to this squad, which is really nice. Most of the other players that are being offered. So uh, Tyson Chandler in a second is not bad. But again, I, it's a 24-second. It's not something I'm going to really see be able to use. And so I don't think that makes a lot of sense for what I'm building here. I'm going to go with uh, the, the problem with DeAnthony Melton is that 
he is on a one-year deal, but I think I can probably look to re-sign him, and so that would probably be worth it. So there you go. I think that does it for me. Let's take a look at our rosters as they are currently going into the second half of the season. Point guards, I have John Wall, DeAnthony Melton, and Isaac Bonga. That's pretty good. I'll take that. Looking at uh, shooting guards, I have just Bradley Beal. But uh, small forwards, I have a few different options. So Will Barton, Rui Hashimura, Troy Brown Jr., Admiral Schofield. Both Brown Jr. and Schofield are uh, position flexible. Same with Svi McCulloch. Katie Bates-Diop is a three and a four. Washington Wizards power forwards are Davis Bertans as well as Chemezi Metu. And centers Thomas Bryant and Mo Wagner. So it's, it's not the greatest squad ever, but it's not bad. Why don't you go over your current Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, so at the point guard position, I've got Terry Rozier, Ish Smith, and Devontae Graham. Uh, Malik Monk, Kent Bazemore, Devin Harris, and Gary Trent Jr. are my shooting guards. Rocco, Miles Bridges, and Yuta Watanabe are my small forwards. Marvin Williams and P.J. Washington are the power forward. Zeller, Biombo, Hernan Gomez, and Welsh are my centers. Boom. There so I am embracing the tank, but I did get a little better by adding Covington. Yep, I, I would agree. And that's a guy that's going to be under contract for next season, and that helps you out long term, especially given the challenges who can you know do better in that second year. All right, so trade deadline, we obviously pass. Um, we do want to uh, probably take a look at contract extensions just in case there's anyone on our squad that we could possibly bring on. Uh, I do not have anyone available and either do you. That makes it very easy. Very easy. So here we go. We'll, we will sw- we'll, I'll stay on you, and we will go to the end of the season. So we can watch how poorly I play. Well, to be fair, I have, I'm, my team is just as bad as you. Oh, of you course. won. Of course. You beat the Mavericks, and you blew them out. So much for tanking. I'm Are still you, 18 and 35. Our Timberwolves. Huh? Huh? You, oh, you lost. Good. Good. Two-game losing streak before the All-Star break. All right, break. so the All-Star break is really the only point of the season where we don't win lose games. You lost to the Bulls. You, did you, did you, uh, you beat the Nets earlier, though, didn't you? Yeah, somehow. And think about that. There's no injuries, so both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are there. Lost to the Pacers, lost to the Knicks. Well, Good. The, tank, the tank is fully embraced. One, two, three, four, five, six game losing streak oh, before I beat the Raptors. Beat the Raptors. When you get wins, you beat teams that you have no business beating. Can 100%. That's my, that's my actual uh, uh, life motto like, as well is... Like a pretty close game. Is that a one? You almost That's a beat one the Bucks. point loss to the Bucks. Like, how does that work? Let's see. Who else is good? So, are you gonna are you gonna beat the Nuggets? No, oh, oh, you lost, but you almost beat the Nuggets. What about the Rockets? No, you got blown out. Points. You you lost handily. To the, <laughs> you lost handily to the Rockets. That's fair. Uh, let's see. Hawks. You lost to the Hawks. I mean, you're you're doing it correct. You're losing the games you should lose. You're losing the games you should win. That's how you tank. Every game's a loss. Other than when you occasionally beat one of the best teams in the league. You just beat the I don't Magic. want 20 wins. You beat the Magic pretty handily, too. Oh, and you beat the Knicks. No, <laughs> stop. Oh, the tank has not gone I well. I lost by 40, though, to the Sixers. That's fair. And by... another 33 to the Lakers. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, 21 and 48. 49, sorry. You are. 21 and 50. There's the 50 loss mark. It, it, yep, there's the 50 loss mark. I lost to the Thunder, so I'm, I think I'm okay. Clippers, though, okay, good. You play really well against the I better do. teams. I don't know what that is. That's Rocco. It must be. He steps up. Here's a team that you've uh, struggled losing with. Oh, nope, you, you lost. Good, by 16. 
So you did lose to the Magic. You did lose to the Hawks. Uh, you play the Hawks back-to-back, by the way, and you did beat them the Dang second. It. Man, 22 wins. That's a, that's a few too many. A huge loss to the Pelicans. Okay, you managed to lose this time to the Raptors, but not lose by much. Lose to Rob. Lose to Rob. Win, win. Yes! Oh! And you beat me. Oh, looks like someone's tanking better than the other person. Well, who knows how you're 23 and 68 is your... Sorry, 23 and 58 is your record. 59. There it is. 23 and 59. Uh, we'll go over superlatives. Um, we have most valuable player is Giannis. Let's see. Uh, you have rookie of the year is John Morant. D'Angelo Russell, sixth man. And uh, defense player of the year is also Giannis. Good All for right. him. Scary Terry is hey! most, Im- most improved. And Frank Vogel is your coach of the year. How did I do is the real question. But let's go over, did anyone, I don't think anyone's going to make the, the Probably not. I don't think we're having any all-NBA teams here uh, for us. We have pretty bad squads. All defensive. Nope. Uh, all rookie. We could have an all-rookie guy, right? Maybe not. Oh, yep. Rui Hashimura made the all-rookie second Ooh, congrats. team. Congrats. All right, so here we go. Wizards, 34 wins. Yikes. Have fun, Rob. <laughs> You're late in the lottery, bud. Oh, my goodness. That's pathetic. So, hold on. Okay, hit the right bumper three times. You were three games out of a playoff spot, so that win against me could have cost you the playoffs. Oh, that's funny. That's what, or well, that three, lost to me, so sorry. So, I had a great second half of the season. Yeah, you did. I don't know why. You got a lot better. Like, I did not. You know what it was? Will Barton. Will Barton made a huge difference. Must have. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Wow. And actually, I was three. I was three spots away, or three three wins away from the seven, even. Yeah. Because the East is just. Gar- I was not in the East calls. is garbage. I mean, the East is garbage. All right. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how it worked. Yeah, you were uh, fourteen games out of the playoff race. Beautiful. So uh, let's sim through the playoffs. Yep, definitely. Let's sim through the playoff tree and take a look. Who do you think is going to win it? God, man, that's a tough call. I'm going to say Lakers. I'm just going to say Lakers. I'm going to go Clippers. I think it's going to be Lakers taking on the Bucks. I think it's Lakers-Bucks is what it's going to end up being. I'm going to say Clippers-Nets. Clippers-Nets? All right. Lakers are going strong so far. Rockets are about to... Rockets beat the Clippers, so you lost. But the Bucks lost. Oh, the Bucks lost. Philly or Brooklyn lost. Did you say Sixers? Wasn't that your team? No, I said Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yes. Champion Lakers right. called that shit. LeBron James is your MVP. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm, fi- I'm fine with that. I mean, it doesn't affect us. Uh, here we go. Now, in year two, we're not going to sit around for all the different trades and stuff. We'll fast forward through a lot of that. Yeah. Just to get an idea of where we're at. As far as the offseason is concerned, uh, we'll, we'll dive into that just a little bit just to see what Kind of what's out there. Draft lotto stuff and yep, free agency. I think that and... makes the most sense. So looking at uh, – so the first thing is league meetings. We always kind of check that out just to get an idea of if anything passes. Uh, the Ooh. top eight teams from each conference are seeded 1 to 16. This is something I think will pass at the end of the 2020 season or 2019-2020 season. In real life, you In mean? real life, yep. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise yep. me. Wouldn't it passed 27 me. to 3 in so, the uh, There you the go. That's, here we go. Draft lottery. Uh, this makes a lot of sense for more so you than me. Let's go. All right, so you have the best odds at the number one pick. I have the eighth odds. All right, so that's not bad. Eighth, that's, not that's bad. That's not bad. 5%. So, so you're here. saying there's a chance. All right, so we will uh, – here we go. We're not going to skip it, though. So uh, Raptors are first. 
Raptors are staying at 14. That's the way it should be. I think that's, uh, that's, I think that's fairly good. Well, what else we got here? 13th is the Pelicans. Uh, they moved up last year. They did not move up I don't want to see anybody move yep. up. Nope, they should not be moving up. Nobody move up. I mean, I should move up. I think that's no. fair. No. That's fair. No, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, the Suns are stuck at 12. They do not move up. Suns don't have great lottery luck, so that's not too surprising. Well, they're the Suns. Uh, the Miami Heat, led by Jimmy I Kill Locker Rooms Butler, <laughs> they do not move up. Uh, Good. That's karma for you. All right, number 10. So far, no one's moved up. Now, the Celtics better not move up. That's just not fair. Celtics, do not move up. All right. No one's moved up yet. At least I haven't dropped. So here it is. As long as the Knicks don't move up, I don't drop. And I drop. The Knicks moved up. Damn it. You don't get to complain. I just dropped the, the ninth team. So basically, if I had beaten you, I would have been the ninth team, and I would have moved up. <laughs> That's BS. Stupid New York. It's rigged. It's rigged. Major markets and all that. Uh, now eight is the Wolves. The Wolves do not move up because they never do. And they figure. never have. They never yep. will. Uh, let's see. Up we have seven. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They move up as well. So, Kevin, not looking good for you holding on to that first pick. What if another team moves up? <laughs> all right. Bulls do not move up. They are stuck at six. And here we go. So five. Who is sitting at five? Is it going to be the Mavericks? It is the Mavericks. All right. So your top four. I mean, that's not bad. At least you didn't move back to nine. Thank God. All right, four is supposed to be the Cavs. It is It is not. It's the Thunder. So the Cavs are still going up. Again, that's pretty fair. Looking at the third pick. It's supposed to be the Cavs. It is. Oh, I was hoping it would be you, Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> it's not, though. Knicks at third. So you got a top two pick. That's pretty good. Uh, is it going to be you or the Cavs at two? It is. Oh, wow. You stay. Yay! So he wins the lottery. So Kevin just gets lucky, lucky, lucky. All that tanking has led me to this. Uh, I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, the academy. So there you go. It worked out for you. It did not work out for me as I dropped a spot. I also have the 27th pick in the first round. That's not bad. There you go. See? Uh, staff signing. Uh, we'll go th- we're just going to fast forward through this, and we'll yep. come back at you at the end of the offseason when we'll take a look at the rosters at that point. Sounds You're good. listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are the Howl. All right, welcome back. We had a pretty interesting offseason, I would say. We're just finishing up the offseason. We're going through the Summer League, things like that. Again, this is our last season. So season number one, I, would be- I actually would be the, the better team because I had 34 wins. It was close. But yes, yeah. So I well, you were in the twenties. No, I know, but like when you look at it from a point of, I'm just saying my like team overall, was more. Yeah, successful. you had a better record. Yep, yes. better record for sure. So I would say I'm in the lead currently. If we're going off of just, you know, who does what, who does you know, whatever team did whatever. I think that I think that made the biggest difference. So right now we're in the training camp portion. For anyone that doesn't listen to us every week, by the way, one thing to keep in mind: anytime you're doing simulations via my league. Uh, the big thing is training camps, and you definitely uh, one of the best options is untapped potential. Yes. Works really, really well. Uh, there's a lot to like about that. So that is what uh, Kevin is going into right now, adding into untapped potential, taking some of those guys maybe a little further, maybe A's to A pluses, maybe B pluses to A minuses. You have other options. And actually, now, one, one thing I've started doing as well, Rob, especially with that fourth free camp, if I have if I have – you know, only like two or three guys. I'll actually do the team free throw. And I find that that actually works out really well because then these guys can start making some clutch free throws and it gets their free throw uh, shooting up 
I think it's like two or three points each player. So overall, you find yourselves with better scores. And if that can get you a win here or there, that's always the, uh, the bonus. I think it makes a big difference. Uh, for me, because we're only doing one more season, I'm going to go with uh, statistics that are things that are going to help out my team. I would say uh, more so right like this first season. So I'm going to try to uh, increase some of the players' uh, attributes just as far as what they're going to be able to do for me right off the bat, if that makes sense. Makes sense. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, upping perimeter defense. So I made Bradley Beal a better perimeter defender. I made my uh, first-round pick, Isaiah Stewart, a better inside defender. I think that is something that's going to be able to help out uh, my team quite a bit. Uh, looking at some of the other players, uh, again, I, I, right now what I'm trying to kind of focus on is defense. So I already made him a little better. Uh, Will Barton is another option for a player I could make a little better. Cole Anthony uh, is another option. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send Cole Anthony, make him a better perimeter defender. And I do think that's a pretty good option to send uh, free throws to the last one. So there we go. Uh, Send the entire team to free throw camp. I think it's a pretty good option. And here we go, advancing to next season. And then we'll go over the rosters. And after that, we're just going to simulate through the season, come back at you at the end, let you know how things finish off. Sounds good. So here we go. Let's take a look at rosters, Uh, starting off with mine. So point guards, Cole Anthony and Isaac Bonga. I need to probably make an adjustment (laughs) there. Uh, In fact, I'm going to do that. Get, let us break here. I'm going to change my point guards because I, I can't stick with Isaac Vanga. Uh, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. This is The Howl. Okay, so a quick adjustment. I just made a quick trade. I have Quinn Cook now as my backup. So they're not jumping off the page point guard-wise, 76 and 75, but that's better than it was. Uh, so shooting guards, Bradley Beal, J.J. Redick, Jalen Noel, and Mac McClung. By the way, both Mac McClung and Jalen Noel are point guards as well. So I have flexibility there. Small forwards, Will Barton, Rui Hashimura, Troy Brown Jr., Jake Lehman, and Solomon Hill. Power forwards, I have Isaiah Stewart, and that is it. And then Montrez Harrell, who can play power forward as well. Thomas Bryant, and then JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. So that does it for my squad. Let's take a look at My squad, Kevin's. I think, got a massive upgrade. I uh, traded away Scary Terry. I, I uh, traded for Carson Edwards. Uh, I also traded for the number 15 overall pick in the draft, Killian Hayes. Uh, and then I got Matthew Dellavedova as my third guy. Gary Trent Jr., uh, Marco Bellinelli, and Wendell Moore, my draft pick, are my shooting guards. Signed DeMar DeRozan. He's probably going to be my primary shooting guard. I would guard. think so, yeah. Uh, Robert Covington and Miles Bridges. Paul Millsap is my go-to power forward, along with P.J. Washington, Ursan Ilyasova, and Mamadi Diakite. And then my guys, uh, first overall pick in the draft, James Wiseman. He's got a 7'10 wingspan. And, of course, you know I had to, if you know me at all, I had to go get Boban Marjanovic. There it is. So that's our squads. Now we are going to – what we'll do is we'll actually go ahead through the trade deadline and just take a look in case we want to make any sort of alterations for that stretch run, and, and we'll see what happens there. So we'll come back at you at the trade deadline here on The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But That Channel. All right, so we are coming up on the trade deadline. Uh, LeBron Nash and Aminu for Covington? No. Not going to do it? So this, Kevin is, and, this is really just Kevin is sitting at 10 soul. and 37. I, I got to say, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to win this one. Uh, Serge Ibaka and Alex Len for Harrell and McClung? No, not doing that. The worst part was is we thought our teams were really actually pretty frigging good going into the season. I'm telling you, man, the, the Hornets are just cursed. You gotta, you, you'd have to relocate. 
Honestly, you'd have to relocate. You know what we might do? Maybe next week we'll pick this up again and just see, just uh, just to get an idea of what we can we can build. All right, so we're at the trade deadline. You're eleven and forty. I'm twenty four and twenty five. But here's the thing: I got super fortunate. I your got ke- your chemistry is already at seventy percent, though, Rob. My I got the most amazing trade offered to me. I don't Two think I've Two ever, but I don't think I've ever seen a trade as good as the one. Two of them, but the one was like astronomical. Where do we go? So I want to take a look just to go over what that that trade actually was. Do you remember where is it? Uh, transaction report. That's it, right? Yeah, and just so, go. To- um, let's see signings, trades. So if we if we go to trades, if you hit right bumper all the way to your team or left bumper, sorry. Yep. Here we go. So. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. and J.J. Redick for Hassan Whiteside and Daniel Gafford. And the reason I made that trade is because I was short on power forwards. I traded Bradley Beal and Isaiah Stewart for De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. So dumb. What a trade. Like, that. that's a trade right there. And I tried signing Buddy Heald in the offseason, and the Kings matched my offer just to trade him away to Rob. So, uh, 24 and 25, it'd be almost impossible for me to lose to you at this point. But, again, stranger things have happened. So, here we go. Simulating through the end of the season. Uh, do you want to trade Larry Nance for and a second for Robert Covington? No. Are you sure? It's a pretty good trade. Keep I mean, going. My season's already a uh, before we, In case we want to pick this up next week on next week's episode, I do think we should look at contract extensions, but I don't think we have anyone available. Uh, well, you, you have players that refuse to re-sign with you. <laughs> that's all. Screw them. That's all we've got going on there. And so we'll stay on you, actually, because my team apparently Watch. Watch how bad this gets. So eleven and forty as we hit the second half of the season. Another win against the Mavs. That's an, so the Mavs and the Nets are two teams we seem to find ways to win. And then I, a twenty-six point loss to the Bulls. Well, you know it is what it is. Are you going to beat the Wolves though? Oh, you beat the Wolves. I, that doesn't make me feel good as a as a. How what old? if I go like, what is it, forty-one and one, or thirty or twenty-eight? No, you you, you jinxed it. Uh, lost to the Pacers. You beat the Sixers. I have How, to go 28-0 like, for so, a 500 So you record. step up to teams that you have no business stepping up against. 100%. That's been my if life If you lose motto. to the Cavs, that's the season. In, like That's it, right? You lost to the Cavs. See, that's what I don't get. Good. Keep losing. I'll take another number one pick. Yeah, for next year? I, we'll pick this up I next week. The the I beat the Nets! I beat the Nets by 21! It's karma, man. It's karma. You get snakes on a team, and it just, you know... These mother effing snakes on this mother effing team. That's what we're at right now. Freaking Samuel Jackson's laughing at the Nets. I have a darn good team, but I mean, calm down. It's not that good, obviously. It's a your chemistry's pretty good though. Surprisingly, sixty-one or is that eighty-one? I think it's sixty-one. It might be eighty-one though, because you've had pretty good chemistry throughout the season. Uh, Grizzlies win. You beat the Heat. So, so there you have it. Uh, so you're. So your, your chemistry is pretty good, though, all things considered. A nice win against the Pistons. Uh, you beat the Magic. I lost to the Magic earlier, so, I mean, it's, it's easier to send the dud, apparently. It's interesting. I'm sh- I'm, I thought your team would be better. The way, I won, I won the 23 games last year. The I'm way, on pace to win the same. The way your team is performing in the second half of the season is how I thought they would perform the whole year. And I, I'll say this. Before I made that trade, my team wasn't performing well either, and I thought my team was pretty good, too. And think about this. We're in the, we're in the East it's not difficult. Like we're not in the West. No. So this you're at is, 21. I'm probably going to finish 23, and what is it? 59. Yeah, right around there. Lost to the Hawks. That's bad, man. Lost to the Magic. Maybe That's even worse. Wow. This is I have rough. to win two of my next seven. This is rough. We're definitely picking this up next week. I think this is definitely worth exploring more. I'm telling you, 
we've done the Hornets in the past, and they can we, are a cursed can you, can franchise. Can we just go to the, the lottery? I want to see if I get the number one pick again. This is a cursed franchise, man. I'm telling you. This Look at this. I'm not even going to win. Cursed. Oh, here we go against you. Oh, you beat me. I did beat you. It was close, though. I have to win the next two to have the same record as last year. Otherwise, I get oh, worse. Oh, no, that's it. You got worse. Woo! You actually got worse. 21 so, and 61. Come well, on. So here's the thing. Tank. Tank. So here's the thing. Did you see that last score? It was bad. 76 to 134. I lost to the so, Knicks. So first of all, I don't, I'm not, we can't blame Kevin for this. The Hornets are just a bad franchise, man. They that's are really bad. bad. Uh, Giannis is your MVP. Jaden McDaniels is rookie of the year. I almost drafted him. Uh, DeMontis, sixth man of the year for, With the, the, for Wolves. the Wolves. All right. I'll he was also uh, most improved, I think, wasn't he? Kawhi Leonard is your defensive player of the year, and Markel Fultz is most improved. Oh, wow. Brett Brown is your coach of the year. So uh, that there's that. Let's see if, let's see if anyone gets anything. Uh, so first team is pretty standard stuff. Let's see. Second team, pretty standard stuff. Nothing jumps off the page there. And uh, same with third team. Uh, Towns did not make the list either either time. Interesting. All right, all defensive. Uh, do you have maybe an all defensive guy? Nope. nope, nope, nope. Didn't do it. I should have a rookie though. I mean, you should whether you do or not. No one on really? the first team. There he is, James Wiseman and Carson Edwards. Oh, nice, very nice, very nice. Uh, and I have uh, Cole Anthony did make second team. Congrats. So, I mean, it's not great. It is what it is. What did Rob I made the playoffs. What did I finish with? You finished as the 10 seed. Oh, because it goes one to... Yep yep. yep, yep, yep. So that's not bad when you account for... So let's take a look. What did I actually... What was my... Re- 47 and 35? Dude, that's respectable. That's respectable. Way to go, Rob. That's respectable. Let's... Uh, uh, so before we finish... I want to see just, the draft lottery. Let me, just, uh, let me just go over what my roster actually looks like because I mean a lot. So Fox, Cole Anthony, Quinn Cook... Uh, Buddy Heal, Jalen Noel, Mac McClung, Will Barton, Rui Hashimura, Jake Lehman, Solomon Hill, Daniel Gafford, and then centers uh, Harrell, Whiteside, McGee, and Bryant. That's not bad. I think that's actually like that's a team I would actually watch. It's yeah. it's not like it's not a world beater necessarily, but it'd be an interesting team to watch. I, I would enjoy that. So here we go. We're in the playoffs. Uh, game number one. I. I'm going up against the Mavericks, man. Uh, that's a team that uh, we usually do pretty good against. Yeah, I beat them a couple times. Simulating actually, round. I beat them game, both times. Let's see. Game one goes to Dallas. Two to Game two to me. Game three to me. Game four to me. Moving on to the second round. Moving on to the second round. Let's do it. And the Suns are close to upsetting Houston. Oh, how huge would that be? Oh! oh. So the Suns almost take wow. Houston. So let's look. Uh, but let's the see, Philadelphia uh, 76ers lost. lost to the 16 seed Bulls. Yep. Adios, Sixers. The Golden State Warriors lost to Portland. That's a 4 13 matchup. Oh, uh, Jimmy Butler lost. Uh, 11, Denver beat number six, Brooklyn. So it's pretty good. All right, here we go. So it's me. I'm taking on. So I'm the 10 seed taking on the two seed, Houston. And uh, so the one thing they took away, by the way, if you notice this, you can't do game by game anymore. Yep. I'm not, I'm not a fan, but it is what it is. Game one goes to Houston. Game two to Houston, back to game three to me, game four to me, game five to me. <laughs> We're moving on up, going to the semifinals. Because it's not really finals. It's not the conference finals anymore. anymore. So against the defending wow, champ, how about Lakers. them apples? That is awesome. So I'm going, And I already beat them once this year. Yeah, you did. Uh, and then across the way, you have Portland versus Utah. Man, uh, Portland's hot. Why right couldn't now. I be on the other side? Right. 
Like, I've beaten those teams probably. All right, here we go. So it's the Lakers versus me. So game one would be in L.A. Here we go. Game one, L.A. Game two to me. Game three to me. Oh, oh. when I took – oh, man. When I took yeah, them you in L.A. Yeah, you won two in a row. I was, I was excited. Took them to six games. Uh, Lakers make the championship, and here we go. Lake, but still, that's pretty good. I do win the challenge. Lakers, how about this? So the Lakers swept the championship. I took two games. So I would argue I'm probably the second best team. Yeah. At least in the playoffs. Probably not overall, but that's pretty damn good. All right, so now to make me feel better about myself, Rob, can you go to the draft lottery? All right, we'll go to the draft lottery. And that's we'll where it. we're going yeah, we'll we're gonna to finish it. it. I just want to go to bed tonight knowing that uh, I may have the number one pick again. So we'll start. Let's take a look at league meetings. See if anything passed. Uh, nothing passed there. Ooh, abolish the salary cap was an option. It did not pass though. Here we go. Draft lottery, and uh, I know I don't have any picks by the way because I traded all of them. <laughs> so there you go. You have the the best odds at the top pick. It looks like uh, th- yeah. So I'm not in this, which is fine. Here we go. Going up next. Come on, baby. Keep it as it is. It is the Clippers at 14. Not too shabby. 13 is the Pacers. Pacers do not move up. And, again, they shouldn't. These are teams that shouldn't be moving up. This isn't anything crazy. Like a 1% Uh, chance. The Wolves are 12. We know they're not moving up because they never do. Even virtual Wolves don't move up. Like That tells you how how cursed that franchise is. Uh, 11 is the Raptors, and they stay there. So no one's the tail of the tape so far. No one's moved up. Here we go. Pick number 10. It's the Magic. Do they stay? Magic have moved up. Magic moved up. Wow. From 10 into the top four. I mean, the odds of you winning two in years in a row is pretty slim. Pelicans at nine. Pelicans don't move up, right? Good. One team's moved up so far. Good. Uh, pick number eight. I will say a team that historically moves up is uh, the six. Whoever's in six. So keep that in mind. Hawks at eight. They stay the same. They stay the same. Here we go. Uh, number seven is the Kings. Do the Kings move up? The Kings move up. It's not looking good, Kev. This was the same as last year. Oh, when I got this the means one both pick. the Kings and the Knicks have moved up, which I called it, by the way. I told you the six team moves up a lot. So there you go. What if they moved up too? the Grizzlies at six and the Grizzlies did not move up. So your top five, they actually fell three your, spots. Your, your top five. Yep. Here we go. So five. Oh, actually, so you're actually you have the odds. That's weird. Why would that happen? So Kevin has the odds to pick fifth apparently now, which I don't get how that works. But here we go. Kevin is fifth. You dropped four spots. Unfortunately, Kevin, it just wasn't meant to be. The Magic they moved up a lot. So that's a pretty decent squad. Rigged. Wow. So, Fifth. unfortunately, it was not meant to be. So, that's going to do it for this segment. We've got more coming up on the show. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the Howl.